This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I can put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance with this. And you've always thought you couldn't bear press on nails because of all the active things you do? Well, if you're ready for beautiful, natural looking, easy to apply nails, pre colored in seven luscious hues, just. Our impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. Oh, goddamn hacker, that second damn night that asshole's cut in. The movement was begun eight months ago by a small group of scientists who discovered, quite by accident, these signals being sent through town. He's giving me a headache. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> It took the hackers months to figure out how to do this. The poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. They have created a repressive society, and we are their unwitting accomplices. Their intention to rule rests with the annihilation of consciousness. We have been lulled into a trance. They have made us indifferent to ourselves, to others. We are focused only on our own game. We Please understand, they are safe as long as they are not discovered. That is their primary method of survival. Keep us asleep, keep us selfish, keep us sedated. They're pulling the water out of the sand like sponges. Blow it out your ass. ass. And that's a big old affirmative. It's episode 65 of Behind the Schemes for 10-4-2021. I'm Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Yeah, and uh, coming all the way from way the hell over here where I can see it now that the sun has set, I see fire and smoke coming from the Facebook building. Uh, my name is Lavish. Burn it down. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. I hope they're okay. Uh, yeah, you know, funny enough, I'd seen some other data center caught, uh, went up in flames in France, I believe. Oh, really? 3.6 million websites were torched. Literally, in France were they French French websites? Uh, you know that I'm not sure about. Hmm, interesting. I'd imagine there's a lot of different areas stashing their 
information in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. That would I mean, you know, those server rooms, they run pretty hot. Yeah. You know, they, they need a lot of AC to keep them cool. Otherwise, they'll, uh, you know, they'll burn down. Well, other than that, are you staying cool? I'm staying way cool. Things are things are pretty nice around here. It's still starting to get cold. I think it's going to be a, a cold winter, unfortunately. But uh, that's okay because uh, we have the, the <laughs> we have the heat of the schemes to keep us warm. And that, and hopefully, we can get some BTS official licensed hoodies going by then. Oh yeah, we'll get some official hoodies. And then I'll probably get a, a raspy. I'll probably get a, a pie, a raspberry pie somewhere, and, and I'll keep myself. I'll just put that right next to me, and that'll cook. And I can warm myself next to that. Well, you could run it all off the of solar power, so you'd be good to go. Well, I hear that solar panels drain the sun. Well, unless it's a dark winter, then you wouldn't have to worry about it, I suppose. <sighs> it's always a dark <laughs> hey, winter. Hey, man, no, no sun, no problem. No sun, no problem. <laughs> Wipe my hands, no problem. What do you have to care about if you can't see anything? <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll fix everything real quick. Get rid of that pesky sun. And uh, that's my one insensitive joke for the evening. How about I hit you? Yeah, we'll uh, see about that. Yeah. Uh, how about I hit you with this tarot card for tonight, which I got pretty excited about when I saw it. I, yeah, I think, what, I, I what's think, this evening's draw? Uh, I think first time showing up to Behind the Schemes, we have the Lovers from the Line Strider deck. The Lovers. And it's uh, it's uh, two, what is that? Well, we'll find out. I think there's not Swan, not Storks, kind of a long-legged bird, big bill. Uh, it's a tall nice bird. swan, like a swan or a... No, an albatross? A, maybe an albatross. We'll find out. Uh, keywords, mm-hmm. commitment, par- partnership, friendship, attraction, marriage, unity, and communication. Mm-hmm. Harmony. Uh, the Lover's Line mm-hmm. Strider is one of the most complex major arcana cards. They represent communication, co-workers, and co-podcasters uh, love in both a common sense and an alchemical universal sense. The zodiac connected to lovers is Gemini. They are portrayed by birds, especially because they are related to the air elements. Under their feet are fruits and plants symbolizing life, multiplication, and happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a Gemini, and you I am are. an air sign. And uh, some say I am a lover. And uh, and that's uh, this is a good one. I like this one. This is, this is striking. you have any information about Midnight Token? Midnight token, yeah, and joking, and uh, <laughs> some other things. Uh, maybe some people call me Maurice. Wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a good draw. This is an unusual card. Uh, you don't. This one doesn't come up for some reason as often. And the uh, birds are standing. At uh, five different fruits, which in this card represent the five senses. Uh, there's a snake coiled around a tree, warns of the world's temptations and the danger of deception or the third pe- uh, person, and the flames show passion. Yes, those birds are on fire. Mm, those flighty birds. The passion of harmony taking, taking wing and sailing. Yes, 
It's glorious. Uh, and it can relate to all kinds of things, as always, when it comes to tarot. Right, Mr. Booberry? It would be like, you could you could equate it to your financial situation and say that there's like a, there's a partnership or something going on yeah, there. I mean, any interpersonal partnership where two people work towards the same uh, mm-hmm. goal in hopes of making it grow or accomplish or or something. Yeah. And it comes from a place of, of passion and not a place of, I don't know, uh, some of the other sort of themes you see in tarot is like survival or struggle or, um, you know, reaping what you sow after a tough, after a tough, uh, hard growing season, you finally get to harvest, you know, there's stuff like that. This is stuff where it's actually passionate and where it's, it's loving and it's even sensual and, and, you know, it's, it comes from that place. It's a very pleasant card. Um, Enjoyable card. Uh, I, I can give you an additional message here. The older version of the major six card is sometimes called the choice, and in fortune telling, it means the important choice between two desires. It can range from a basic choice to a major crisis in an individual's life. In fact, the choice can last a person's life. Even those who have never bothered to reach the moral boundaries of their middle class can plug into choices as a life offender. And there are a lot of people who have lived a dignified appearance, but on the inside are endlessly tormented with desires, adulterous impulses, violence, or simply leaving home to become a wandering traveler. Mm. Mm. Interesting. A more worldly take, I suppose. Mm, There are people like that out there. But yeah, it's a great card. If you would like to see these two birds on fire, head over to zososcorner.substack.com. That's Z-O-S-O-S. And uh, check out the show notes, which got emailed out tonight. You can subscribe, and that would be really cool because I've got good feelings about Substack and behind the schemes. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sweet with the new uh, themes. It looks beautiful. Uh, finally, have dark mode. Everything should have dark mode on the internet. There shouldn't be a single thing that you could read on on a screen that shouldn't have a dark mode. Someone turned off the sun in the in the internet. Yeah, if we're gonna worship these black mirrors, we might as well just do it. Commit. You oh. know. And we have plenty of black mirrors. If you head over to behindtheschemes.com slash greenroom or irc.zeronode.net and hang out in the hashtag greenroom where we do this show every Monday night after mm-hmm. Hog Story. The great Hog Story with John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney. But they have their chat room as well. It's hashtag Hog Story in the IRC. Zeronode.rc.net.rc.zeronode. And, and we've got hashtag green room. And it's a chat room. You can come in. You can hang out with other people. We've got people in the chat right now. They're chatting away. We've got the tarot bot. We've got the bot that does all kinds of stuff. It's not just a tarot bot. To call it a tarot bot is really, really narrowing what the bot does. It's capable of many, many things. It's a learning computer. Um, yeah. It's really nice. And that's all brought to you by Servo. Hangs oh, yes. And, and, and codes all sorts of crazy shit for Gal to do one of these days. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to type exclamation point 
date. Uh, but you know what? She still can't compute that one. <laughs> it just ain't it just ain't in the calculations there, man. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Does not compute. <laughs> error. No. Syntax error. Big time. <laughs> Syntax error. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag canceled. <laughs> nah. Yeah, thank you, Servo. Servo, if we did have a secret society where we initiated the elite into our into our halls, then he may or may not have been initiated, but we don't know. We can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, that's an interesting point. If we ever do an, an, an initiation ritual, man, that's a hard one. An initiation ritual, an would, initiation would it, ritual. Would it be something that could be recorded, or would it be... Sort of, oh, of course, it'd be recorded. We'd have to record it to keep it as blackmail in the <gasps> event that he ever becomes, you know, a big time shot doing whatever he's doing. Of course, we got the golden VHS, dude. The VCR. I think you've uh, nailed it. <laughs> you're like you're going to you're going to inject that vaccine, and all you hit was vein, and you're just like I'm in, and boom, plunge. Mm. I'm in, <laughs> which allegedly is one of the reasons it's causing problems. You get too too much in your bloodstream, and it starts to do uh, things it didn't mean to do and didn't intend to do. That, there's a lot of research coming out about that now. Wow, holy shit! I, I'm thinking about this more. Like, what if the nighting situation was? We'll let you film whatever you want to do on camera, and then we give you a golden VHS copy of it. <laughs> Yes, we got to do. Oh yes, oh yeah. We'll have this robes. We'll have the. We're gonna have an initiation ritual. We're gonna have, um, you know, the oils and the mint and all that. We're, you know, we're gonna do it the right way. We're gonna get a fire pit, <clears throat> <laughs> a slab, a just a giant rock slab. Giant rock slab. We're gonna have to carve it into an owl or whatever, whatever we're feeling, and then. Um, Couple and then, of course, we have to light the fucking thing to to all hell. I mean, we've got to just like intelligent lights everywhere, and and then have it match up with the music, you know. Don't forget the animal handlers. Mm-hmm. Petting zoo. Well, petting heavy zoo. petting. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> you getting the Mass we're going to the ritual. Dave Cameron petting zoo. <laughs> Mass rituals, petting and sacrifice zoo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, multi-purpose goats. You know, you can use them for this, for that. Yeah, I think this is all. This all makes sense. And if it did happen, if we did have this, then we certainly wouldn't put Servo through it because he's one of our highest elite esteemed members. But you know, whatever doesn't matter. Yeah, we might have to get this guy involved. Beelzebub. Oh, that guy. That guy's a dick. Guess <laughs> a dick. <sighs> Every night there he is. Fuck you. Get out of here. Well, someone that came through last uh, Monday night was Turbo Faggot, and he actually did the show art, which is listed in the show notes for tonight. I can't remember which politician this was. Um, I want to say it was a health minister somewhere. Maybe overseas. Oh, that's right. It was a health minister. I, yeah, I was wondering. What, yeah, what I feel like I feel like that's her. I just I can't remember her name, so I don't want to like you know double down on it. 
But uh, yeah. <laughs> that one was labeled boobies motorboated. That's right. Boobies colon motorboated. Mission colon accomplished. <laughs> you know? So thank you, Turbo. Thank you, Mr. Turbo. It's faggot. Faggot. I, I'm where, sorry. I don't know where you got this slur from. It's not, but it's faggot. That's, that's a different faggot. word entirely. See, I already shot my, myself in the foot. I said I wouldn't do it, and here I am. Oh, it's 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 okay. But you know why? It's because it's I think it's Swiss or something. It's like one of those Nordic words. Mm, indubitably. You know. But thank you, Turbo. All the art that we get is so appreciated. We do get a, a, a good amount of art, which astounds me. And the art is, is high quality. I posted earlier another work uh, from Turbo that was uh, that was the the creepy one with the old school like hearing type thing looking mm-hmm. thing, very uh, very fascist image. And you know things are kind of fascist right now, so we're, we're repping some old school art because it's relevant. It's come back. <laughs> we're we're reclaiming it. We're living it, boys and girls. That's right. History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes all the times. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey Yeah. But uh, if you would like to help produce the show, uh, and you can do that in a multitude of ways um, and easily become a freak of hazard, uh, head over to BehindTheSchemes.com, S-C-H-3-M-3-S, you can email us uh, uh, email us at that same address, badradio.live. We're here every Monday night, 930, uh, 730, 930, 1030, Eastern, Eastern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I guess if it's 730 here, that means it's 4.30 uh, in the Pacific Islands. Oh, yes. And all those associated American territories, such as American Samoa. Uh, it should be all in that time. Yeah, we're a value for value podcast, value for value system, which is growing in popularity so much so that it's actually like creating sex now. Not sex isn't like the, the sex that you have with people, but S-E-C-T, S-E-C-T-S, sects. Mm. Like like insects. Yeah, so, like, a, like a tr- it's almost like a tribe or a... Or like a... Like an yeah, like different, you know, forms of a religion or something. I don't know. Is is would be the most extreme and dramatic way of putting it. But it, there's um, you got your podcasting 2.0. You've got your which we're always working towards. We're trying to do the the node and the and the the lightning tribe and the uh, fucking chapters and all the shit. And we're always trying to to, to move forward in that. But to me, value for value simply means that you are produced by the producers that listen and not, you don't have advertisers. You don't have um, any, any corporate sponsorship whatsoever, which is easy to get. We could go out and get sponsors probably pretty easily. I mean, we could go get some, some money somewhere easily, I think at this point, but we won't and we, we, we shan't and we never shall because then we would be uh, censored and and also they're just shitty. I don't, have you heard podcasters like break into a commercial or, a, or an ad thing, an ad break? It's it's awful. 
you know, I actually catch more drag show podcasts than you would expect. And I'd no, say it's, really. uh, I, you know, it's Tim Dillon, it's a big one. Though. Tim Dillon, at least he puts his own spin on it, but he is shackled as, mm-hmm. as much as it pains me to say, mm. you know, at any point, it's because it's because of value for value that we're able to play this on the show Zuckerberg is the government's bitch (laughs) (laughs) oh man you just reminded me some very exciting news about our next show next Monday I I will say I just want to give hold that thought I will Um, I have a very brief node update the Raspy Blitz is assembled. It's on. It was at like 99.91% synced with the Bitcoin, um, not index. I'm blanking on the word, but the blockchain. Mm-hmm. But something happened, and it couldn't quite finish, so I got to start uh, communications with a Telegram group tomorrow. I kind of ran out of time today, and I needed my monitor back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can get ready for tonight. So it's currently paused. Hopefully by next week or the week after next, uh, we will be up and running with that node. It'll be very exciting. Um, mm. With it, you can go to any of the apps listed on newpodcastapps.com. Uh, there's a whole list of um, uh, apps that will support these new features, like you had mentioned earlier, the streaming sats, the chapters, uh, which I actually have an idea where I might be able to work on chapters during the week. We'll see. We'll see how tonight goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress. There's a lot of moving parts, and you know, we'll uh, get there. But um, I uh, I was emailed just like Sir Spencer uh, from the Fountain.fm uh, people. It is an iOS app that will stream sats, and I finally got around to making it work today. I had to use Strike in order to uh, get some sats to send over, and it was a fairly enjoyable process. I'm having trouble getting the clips out of the app. It's a it's a app that really centers itself around the social nature of sharing clips. So you have a profile, and it has everything that you've saved, your favorite episodes, and whatnot. That part, I mean, it it could be kind of cool. Mostly, I just I need it for the clips. The problem mm-hmm. is, it takes a while for a lot of it to load, and I had to refresh the app uh, several times and ended up deleting the library at one point to get shows like Bowl After Bowl, um, those conspiracy guys. A couple so of some hiccups. Some it's, hiccups. It's not, it's not perfect yet, but. And if you go to do a clip, this part was interesting. It transcribes the episode first, and then will display, broken up into blocks, the whole show, and you just scroll through and look for the timestamp. That's the podcasting 2.0 shit I'm I'm looking forward to. It's just gnarly shit like that, which Adam's talked about in the past. But here's the kicker. You can actually trim that clip by clicking on one block, two block, three block. I mean, you could... You could do 10 blocks and get five minutes worth of shit, right? Mm-hmm. But the way you trim it, once you have everything selected, is it will display everything in one paragraph, and then you go through and delete the words where you want it to start and end. Oh, wow. That's very cool. That's very fancy. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to it uh, heavily. And uh, yeah, we're just setting up for it. I'm really excited for this raspy, this raspy business. Yes, it's uh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, you got good good people helping me out with it. I think once I get in the Telegram group, I've already already kind of hit them up uh, during the process of building it. I was mm-hmm. kind of a dumbass because I forgot to unzip one critical piece of information, which it, which it turns out that dumbass. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Also, uh, on this on the fly correction, uh, Fountain.fm is featured on Android now too. So Sweet. if you do uh, if you do want to check it out. Uh, find me at Booberry, E-O-O-B-U-R-Y. I'm on there. Let's have some fun with it. I think it's going to be a good time for Misinformed Nation. Sweet. Yeah, go there. Check it out. Yes. And be sure that you hang out with us for the whole month of October because, holy shit, it's going to be lit. We're going to spook down. It's going to get real spooky. Yep. Oh, I, you know what you reminded me? This is great news. Guess what? Loveislit.com is working. So if you want to go check out our website, it's a beautiful website. It's got all kinds of great, fun graphics. It's dark, and it's got video game references, and you'll love it. And you can go to loveislit.com. It'll work. You can go to badradio.live. That'll work. Behindtheschemes.com. Anyway. Yep. And, uh, and for we're the spook down, baby. For the month of October, we're we've got uh, Mo Fax joining us next week for that's right October 11th. That is goddamn right for episode 66. And Mo just recently had his episode 66. Yep, he's so. he's about four episodes ahead of us, I believe. Yeah, but uh, now of course the great great Mo Fax. If you don't listen to the Mo Fax show with Adam Curry, you should. It's one of the best podcasts in the world right now. Yep. And that's no that's no hyperbole. There's, it's really really fantastic show. It's the kind of content that you look for in, in any like you know you try to go to PBS, you try to go to NPR or whatever. You're trying to get like that super just low key awesome introspective educational thing that's yep. nice to watch. That's what it is or listen to. I should say that's what it is. People have I'm wrote in. People have wrote in on the donation notes that they want to use it for homeschooling material, and also yeah. if you if you use your chest feeders to uh, chest feed your human resource, it will turn you into an anti vaxxer I, I just saw that <laughs> bit of information before we started. Yeah, if you breastfeed, then you're weird. You, obviously, you want to use the Johnson and Johnson formula. That's yeah. the that's the way that people have been feeding their children since time immemorial. Well, fuck Johnson and Johnson. This episode ain't about them. I just want to read out for the rest of October. Uh, so the 11th is MoFax. On October 18th, we're having the boys from Japan What? Uh, 120 and Matt Bigelow uh, will both be joining us from Japan. They're going to be a whole uh, 14 hours ahead of us, I believe. Mm. Yeah, that should be interesting. And then uh, rounding out our last episode for October, we have Corcus coming in. And uh, that'll be the official behind the schemes sort of uh, spooktober episode. Yes, that'll be our Halloween show. That'll be our show closest to Halloween. We our, our next show will be the day after Halloween. 
And as everybody well knows, you cannot have a Halloween thing the day after Halloween. Once Halloween's over, it's over. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's starting starting to feel like once July 4th is over, it's over and then it's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, October is, is the, is the one month, right? Where we all get down. And then after that, it's fucking Thanksgiving and family time and all that shit. You know, October will rise again. Yeah. October is the last big party time until you just have to hibernate down and do obligation shit and deal with holiday crap until uh, it's spring again. And then sp- and then spring happens. Spring's my favorite time of year, as I've probably said on the show before. Uh, uh, oh, and anyway. then... Uh, uh, yeah, we're going to get a quick on, though. That'll be the 25th. And then we're also going to be on Hog Story, if you don't mind me saying, that week as well. Uh, Thursday, Booberry and myself will both be on Hawk Story. So yes. That, and that'll be another Halloween episode. I'm super stoked to do that. For uh, Spook Story or yeah, that's Hog right. Spook. <laughs> Behind the Spooks. Behind the Hog Spook. Hogging the Spooks. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> scheming the scheming the spooks. scheming the hogs behind the hogs. Yeah, behind the hogs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, baby. Corcus reminded me of a critical piece of information that's uh, for her appearance in Spooktober. It's going to be episode sixty nine. Sixty nine. Nice. That nice. was time. Oh yeah. It's going to be Halloween spooky. It's going to be 69, and it's going to be the quirk ass. So you know what the be best part is? I've still seen weirder shit go on in the green room. Yeah. Well, you know, it gets weirder in there sometimes. That's why you should get in there. Hashtag green room. Zero.irc.net.irc. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We even got uh, we even got this cassette tape. Or sorry, uh, that's an actual VHS, not one of the golden ones. But it's of uh, Bill Hicks on repeat. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. We told you who was behind the schemes. But you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612263 612263SXXY. That's 612263799. Gotta have those sexy numbers in Can't there. Can't think of their phone number off the top of my head because I'm a shitbag. You're not a <laughs> shitbag, John. You're not a shitbag, Fletcher. Come on. Yes, Come that's on. right. 612-263-7999. Booberry is absolutely shivering in anticipation to hear you scream for him on our scream line. Yes, and we already have one loaded up. Ooh, load me up there, dead man. Please let me sleep. Yeah, that's what I uh, screaming at a lot lately because yeah, that's been that's actually been a problem. Um, now, what's what's really weird is that I know why, or you know, I mean, I don't. Know, maybe I, I've got in some cases I know I know why, but in other cases I don't know, and it's been um, it's actually been an issue for me. Um, and I, I don't know that I've I've I've, I've always got I've gone through periods of time where I don't I just you know I don't sleep. And, or, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, or, you know, I mean, cause of stress or whatever. And some of the, you know, there's some of that going on, I'm sure. But, 
Mm-hmm. But four hours of sleep is not a lot of sleep. And I've had far too many nights in the last two weeks where that's been the case. Um, and I think that's, you know, and, and I know just for myself, right, mentally, that it's uh, that it's not good, right? I mean, it, you know, there's all, probably all kinds of other, um, you know, physical benefits to sleep too, right? Just your know, health benefits, in fact. Uh, you know, those are, you know, it's often, it often comes up in the context of, you know, when you're trying to get healthier and whatever, that, that one of the things you end up, um, you end up doing is, uh, you end up sleeping better. And, 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 you know, overall, I, yeah, I've generally been sleeping better, um, since I've, since I've gone on the journey that I've gone on. Um, however, in the last couple of weeks, there's been some, uh, you know, there's been, there's been some issues. And, and so, you know, working through those issues and yes, there's, uh, um, yeah, but I think the mind tends to go, you know, so I think sleep is very important, spiritually speaking, uh, in addition to all the physical stuff that goes on, because that's kind mm-hmm. of, I think that's probably how people, you know, most people connect with, um, you know, I don't know the astral plane or whatever you want to call it, um, the, because yeah, the, I think our conscious mind rejects a lot of stuff, and um, and that's and unfortunately that uh, you know yeah that sometimes that's the only way to get um, for that stuff to get in. So um, so sleep is very important, and actually I think your even quality of your dreams and what you dream about, right? I think all of that makes a huge difference. Um, so and so not being able to sleep. I think has, you know, in addition to the physical impacts, I think there's mental and even spiritual impacts. Um, so, and I know for myself that I don't do well if I don't get enough sleep for a long enough time. So mm. I'm a little worried uh, for myself. Um, just, but, uh, in, and yes, I've even, uh, I've even started taking on some of the, uh, some holy herb extract to try and, uh, to try and help with that because, mm. um, it is, yeah, sleep's important, folks. And, uh, yeah, and that, unfortunately I have, uh, I have been doing myself a disservice, uh, by, uh, but, uh, yeah, sometimes it, sometimes it's just hard to sleep. What, what can I say? All right. I hope you get some sueño funito. I hope you get some nice sleep. Uh, you, you know, you, you run so much, you do all these things, you work hard. You gotta, you gotta get your rest. Four hours. I, I there are times where I go on four hours, but I can't do that forever. Yes, uh, I would say sleep is critical. Also, professional opinion can't recommend drinking yourself to sleep all the time. It's not real sleep. I mean, I not to say I haven't done it, but I mean, when when you drink yourself to sleep, that sleep is like it's half sleep. It's not a real real sleep where you get this rest and and all that. I mean, it's it's fake sleep. Okay, it's fake sleep. Okay. Mm. I average probably six to seven hours a night. Yeah, um, probably me too. Six six hours, seven hours. Most of uh most of my dreams throughout 2020 and 2021 took place in a house, which is very specific. I mean, all of the dreams that have been memorable took place in a house. Hmm. And I Something remember just stick with you. Yeah, and I remember thinking every time I was like, "Oh, it's kind of weird. I'm dreaming about being in a house again." And the location would always always change. It just that's what stuck with me. House. Mm-hmm. In my dreams, I'm always in a familiar place, but like, uh, just like it's a it's a twisted alternate reality version of it. Oftentimes, it'll be like a carnival version. So I'll be at like an evil carnival version of like my grandparents' house or my my old school <laughs> or something. 
and it'll always be like a big party and the, and everybody's there like and stuff's going down and having a good time nice th- those are the, the dreams that I like to remember yeah, but I smoke so much weed that I don't <clears throat> I don't really remember too many of my dreams and nickel oh, oh gosh caffeine all of that impedes it I'm not a big coffee guy and I'm, I I do smoke cigarettes now more but I don't smoke them that much so I don't know. I'm all downers. You're all uppers. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> That's not true. I like uppers, too. Oh, wait. Yeah. Well, speaking of uppers, should we get this party started? Um, yes, sir. Should we roll? or? Yeah, I, I have a suggestion for the terms to this match. Okay. I say we take the four-sided die. Okay. We're going to use that as the multiplier and then roll a six-sided. Okay. So we'll roll the multiplier first. The four-sided being the pyramid dice? Yes, yes. And then we're going to roll. We're going to roll the six-sided. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So (laughs) my multiplier was three, and I got a one. I I rolled the best I could possibly roll. My multiplier was four, and my six was a six. Damn. (laughs) I I rolled a critical hit. (laughs) God damn. Nice. So what's it going to be, boy? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, no. I'm going to... You know what? I got something funky for you. Let me bounce this off you. Let me see if you like this. I'm going to I'm gonna do one, and then you do one. How about that? Oh. Or we could switch off. Okay. All right. You like that? You like that? You I'm, like that I'm, fucking, I'm fucking game. Let's do it. Let's I go, I mean, whatever bro. flows. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, mine, mine kind of relate to one another, but... Not not so much so that we can't switch it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Keep it fresh. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. All right. Uh, uh, this is <laughs> this is what I'm going to sound like at the end of the episode. <laughs> They're probably like, they're so satisfied and crying at the same time. <laughs> I am. I am so satisfied. And I'm also crying at the same time. <laughs> All right, this will. I think this will work because I can load up uh, two sets of clips in two different spots. So you take the left side, I take the right side. You take the high road, I'll take the lair. There, the crevasse, fill it with your mighty juice. Oh, okay, I don't want to get any uh, lawsuit from Jack Black, so let's just keep moving along. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, I'll just kick it off. This some. This is kind of a fun week. There's, I mean, there's not a lot going on, but what is going on is kind of. Kind of funky. We've got uh, over in Australia, as as everybody I think should know by now, their premier Gladys uh, Berejiklian, <laughs> Berejiklian, uh, who who's the tasting? She's the tasting lady. Tasting. She's Mrs. Tasting. Getting so, taste with cases. Yes, got cases, right. cases uh, <laughs> all over, all over <laughs> there. South New Wales is tasting, and people have to stay at home. And people have to keep it, take it easy. And yeah, we've been in lockdown for oh about a year now, and the economy is crumbling. So anyway, <laughs> we've, this we've is, killed dogs. 
<laughs> we shot, killed him, dogs. shot him right in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stay uh, safe. She's, you know, South New Wales in Australia, as far as the Western world is concerned, is the strictest, one of the strictest places in the world right now uh, due to the COVID stuff. Uh, their government has just been fucking completely balls to the wall, 1984 totalitarian. The premier of South New Wales, and by the way, South New Wales, which is the, I think it's the Melbourne state. Let me just confirm that. So I'm not talking at my ass here. Uh, South New Wales, Australia. That's where the, yeah. Oh, that's where Sydney is. That's where Sydney is. And then Victoria is where Melbourne is. Okay. So for those who may not be as, just familiar with Australian geography, like apparently I'm not. So Sydney is New South Wales, and that's what we're talking about. And this this state of Australia is absurdly wealthy. They're wealthier than Singapore. They're wealthy. They're wealthier than many small wealthy nations. Um, and there's a lot going on in China, and all kinds of international interests have a lot of play there. And it's kind of the edge of the world. Australia is, you know. And um, with her, she just resigned after doing all the stuff, after being basically the face of this totalitarian nightmare that's going on down there in Australia. Now that she's been beaten and whipped and made the bad guy, she is resigning. She's claiming she's she's doing it not because of this, but because of some other fucking scandal that has to do with um, her and her lover doing things in, you know, in their offices for personal gain. She had an extramarital affair with another politician, Daryl McGuire, and uh, years and years ago. But I guess they're still together, or whatever. And and they they were super corrupt, and they did all kinds of gnarly shit together, you know, using their office as, as they still do. So the idea is, is oh yeah, I'm resigning because of this corruption that I did, but it was a long time ago. I mean, it's not what's going on now <laughs> with this much more profitable and much more major stage you know that was all normal corruption yeah that yeah. was that was peanuts you know yeah. what i'm doing with Pfizer and so pfizer and astrazeneca i think are i think the only two uh vaccines that are like available in australia and that is entirely due to the lobbying efforts of pfizer and astrazeneca they have completely got that that local government in their pocket it's a it's a deep state collaborative effort. You know, they pay this woman tens of millions of dollars, or they contribute to her to her campaign tens of millions. And that's the way it is with all these guys. Ultimately, Fauci and all these guys. I mean, that's that's their fucking job. Their 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 job is to go out there and to get beaten up, uh, and and to be the face of this thing that is obviously wildly unpopular, wildly unpopular. And and she goes out there and takes a beating, and then when she's done and has played her part or done her shift or whatever, then they fucking rinse and repeat. They get rid of her and they get someone else in there. So now they're all warming up. And it's not just her. Now they've got her junior premier who's resigning, John uh, Barillaro. Uh, I think this is, this is uh, okay, this is clip uh, eight. Clip eight? Um... Yeah. What, what the fuck is going on in Oz? 
guess it would help if I unmuted the tab. Good morning, I'm Natalia Cooper. Just days after Gladys Berejiklian resigned, New South Wales Deputy Premier John Barillaro this morning announced he will also step down. Let's go live to state politics reporter Liz Daniels on Macquarie Street. Liz, a tumultuous time for the government. It certainly is, Natalia. This was a very different resignation to the one we saw on Friday with Gladys Berejiklian. Nationals leader and Deputy Premier John Barillaro standing up today saying now is the time for a refresh in the government's leadership with Gladys Berejiklian going under an ICAC cloud. He has also decided to resign from Parliament, which means there will be at by-election in the seat of Monero. Now, Mr Barillaro said he simply doesn't have the energy anymore. He's also fighting a defamation lawsuit and said he wants to do so privately. Man, you, you hear that she's talking through a mask, by the way? Good. This, this lady's she's out there in the... Good, yeah. <laughs> fucking shameful. Embarrass yourself. I'm embarrassed for you. She's out there by herself in the, in the street, outside. No one's around. And she's fucking wearing a mask and talking into the mic through this through this mask. And she's just like... Yes, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. The, it's, it's totally nut bar. Totally fucking oddball, completely blown out. But it's it's a sign of what I think is to come here, honestly. But yeah, this this deputy premier John uh, Barillaro, he also resigns. Everybody's resigning. They're just wiping the slate clean. It's as simple as that. Somebody made a fucking punk call, and all of a sudden, all the major players, all these ambitious people who've worked their entire lives to be the premier, the deputy premier, all these guys, they all go, you know what? I'm, I'm retiring, right? All of us, we're all going to just, it's too much. It's crazy. We're all done. It's we're like a, home. it's like a dog shaking the fleas off its back. <laughs> it's fucking, it's like, yes, they all at once decided. <laughs> yeah. Abandoned oh, okay. dog. Let's get out of here. Why not? You know, <laughs> and to me, all I can think is they've, they've done their part. This is like this is like part of politics. This is like a hazing thing. This is like a fraternity or something. It's like, hey, if you want to be, you know, one of the elite, then you have to go through the ringer. This yeah. lady for the rest of her life is going to get taken care of, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm, but at the same point, point, I feel like this is sort of like bronze VHS level sort of uh, scheming. Oh God, yeah. yeah. This is this is like low level dipshits on the other side of the world stuff, but they have silly accents. Play the next clip. Nine. Have a listen to John Barillaro's uh, speech this morning. I'm going to be a keen watcher of politics, but not a participant. I'll make this clear now, so I don't have to answer the question later. I have no intention and no will that I'll be running for Eden Monero or for federal politics. I am leaving politics, and I'm now, I'll look to a new career. I turn 50 in November, maybe a bit of a midlife crisis. Oh, he's freaking out. <laughs> you can hear him shaking in his voice. Holy shit. I gotta get out of here, you know, you know, I'm going far, far away. I'm never coming back. I'm not running for anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm just getting the fuck out of here. Fucking never coming back. Can I take that back for a second? Yeah. Take it back. I'm going to be a keen watcher of politics, but not a participant. Like, like entertainment? <laughs> you 
just gonna, like changing his career. Like, are you gonna, gonna go? No, you yeah. he's just saying he's gonna watch politics. <laughs> <laughs> just watch yeah. it like everybody else. <laughs> what does he say? A fervent. Uh, what does he say? He says a fervent. Spectator? I'm going to be a keen watcher of politics. Keen watcher. Sorry. Keen watcher. And they got the silly accents. God, they're so funny. I love I mean, it's not funny because I'm not trying to insult our Australian people, but it's just this great. It's great. I love this shit. It's so, it's so much fun. <laughs> uh, but Australia is completely losing their fucking mind. I mean, I was watching this. I was watching this news clip just trying to get this information and I'm listening and I watched the whole thing. It was 12 minutes. They didn't clip the whole thing, but it's just, it's just wacky tacky, dude. Australians are, this is a weird world. Uh, please play a clip. Uh, I think the next one is 10. That's right. So tomorrow the Liberal Party room will meet and, of course, the frontrunner to take over as Premier, the top job, is Dominic Perrottet. He's the current Treasurer and Deputy Liberal Leader. He's the heir apparent, if you like, uh, and he has stated his intention to run on a ticket with the, the current Tourism Minister, Stuart Ayres. So uh, they are, of course, the front runners. I, I should have had the bell ready, an heir apparent. <laughs> yeah, this? dude. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, she's just like, oh yeah, this these guys are gonna win. That's that's the news. It's not like, oh, here's the choices or here are their platforms. It's like, oh, this guy and his partner, they're gonna win. Like, I get it if it's the uh, the the <clears throat> uh, like, what do they call it here? The line of succession or succession? Um, yeah, if it were if it were a matter of. Um, like somebody steps in in the event of a resignation or God forbid, like an assassination or something. Yeah. It was that like, kind of a thing. Doesn't it sound sinister? If you said Nancy Pelosi heir apparent to the throne, you, you don't hear those words around here. Cause people would get flayed alive. If they said that, you know, Lordy. I mean, if the news just nonchalantly, but you know, the news says it in so, in so many words in their own way here. I mean, especially talking about, Bay Area politics, we're talking about, you know, people that essentially say every year, oh, Feinstein and Pelosi and these these terrible people. Yeah, of course they're going to win. Why wouldn't they win? They win every year. Gavin, why wouldn't he win this recall, you know? And it's kind of a front. I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people that vote for them, but it's just a convenient culture where they can really get away with murder and nobody will question it. In the event that they did fucking, that they were corrupt, theoretically, and they were fixing votes, and the whole thing was fixed, nobody would know because nobody's asking questions. Nobody's actually holding them accountable, ultimately. Really, in, pra- in, in, in theory and in practice, nobody's holding them accountable. No um, bueno. No bueno. No bueno at all, Mr. Booberry. Uh, this next clip, oh my goodness. The ma- Okay, ice cream trucks. Clip, clip 11, please. Victoria has recorded 1,377 new COVID cases and sadly four more deaths as Melbourne takes a four world record dead. no city wants. Christina Hearn reports. 
Well, our case numbers continue to climb despite this record lockdown. As of today, we take that unwelcome title from Buenos Aires as the world's most locked down city, notching up 246 days in lockdown. And it's not over yet because we're going to remain under stay-at-home orders with a curfew until we reach that 70% fully vaccinated milestone, not expected (laughs) to reach that until the 26th of this month. As our case numbers climb, of course, so too our hospitalization rates and vaccination rates we're seeing lots of patients every day (laughs) sorry i didn't mean to stop i was just like that's so perfect (laughs) everything everything rises together (laughs) no no shit Uh, i took it back four deaths yeah (laughs) and three of them were vaccinated you know i mean it's it's (laughs) and this is what i feel like people wanted trump to do to them this is what people. This is what people talked about. Everyone was worried about Trump doing this. He's going to be a fascist. He's going to force us to do a bunch of stupid shit that we don't agree with. And then the second they got into power, that's all they've done is done wildly unpopular things. It obviously, I mean, people even if they do it, they do it just so that they don't rock the boat, just so that they can get on with their lives, so that they don't get called conspiracy theorists or whatever, you know, they don't have time or they don't have the inclination to look into it. Holy shit, dude. You don't want to be one of them chest feeders, do you? Yeah. One of those fucking anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I was laughing about this last night. I was a, a barbecue or something. I was talking with people. And I was like, cause I was, I was openly against the, the, the COVID vaccine, but I was, it's because it's not a vaccine. I'm not anti-vax. I, I, I don't. If I have a kid, he's getting the polio vaccine. You know what I mean. I'm not an anti-vax person. You know, it's it's. There's no nuance to the fucking argument. Anyway, um, introduce a new angle by introducing polio to your kid. You should always introduce a new angle. <laughs> yeah. So there's four people dead. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. Three of them are vaccinated, and they they said in this clip that they're looking for seventy percent uh, vaccination, <clears throat> which isn't true. They want a hundred percent, right? But I mean, on right in that, I'm sorry, what's that? I was going to say they're supposed to hit it in twenty two days. Yeah, so they've got this deadline, and they started throwing out these fucking arbitrary dates as if like you know, I don't know, I don't know. They don't show the data on. on how many people are getting vaccinated a day, how they even have this data in the first place, how they're compiling this vast, vast, vast amounts of data and making sure that it's actually right. They don't tell you any of the shit. But um, right there in the actual clip above, in the thing it says, oh, uh, Victoria, 80% of Victoria, 81% has had their first shot. So they're looking for 70%. Meanwhile, the state that they're reporting from already has virtually 81%. Other than the bullshit like, oh, you got to wait two weeks, 12 weeks, fucking whatever they come up with that, that month. They're like, you got to wait this long. And then it, then it's, then it really works. Then it really works. Uh, and you got a, you got a seven week window before you have to get your booster. Then it won't work anymore. Yeah, you got to take a couple of days off work because you're 100% going to get some weird side effect from this thing when you do get it. And then once you have it, there's a risk that something's going to go wrong and it's going to fuck you up in some weird way. Or it won't. Maybe it won't, you know. 
I'm not saying it will. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And then, and then it, and then it ends up with this. You're going to love this clip 12, please. Oh, I'm sorry. But did you want me to, we didn't fit, actually finish the number 11. Oh, you didn't finish 11. Let's finish 11. We're seeing lots of patients every day and they all say that we all have always have the same story. They're young, they're sick and they're largely unvaccinated. Um, okay. About half of the patients we see, we have Four to deaths. admit, and about half of those we send to ICU. And on the eve of our spring racing carnival, some of our top trainers have reportedly breached COVID rules by attending a boozy lunch near Ballarat. According to the Herald Sun, Racing Victoria is investigating whether they breached the capacity limits for regional Victoria. Oh, Okay. So they're just loaded with sick kids that aren't vaccinated, and there's four deaths. Uh, let's play the next one. There's, there's. So that was in Victoria, and then I think they've got New South Wales statistics as well. There have been 623 new cases of COVID recorded in New South Wales and six people have died with the virus, three men and three women. With more than 13,000 vaccines administered on Sunday, the state is edging closer to a 90% first dose. This morning, New South Wales is at 67.1% fully vaccinated. The party hasn't stopped for Penrith Panthers players and fans this morning after last night's historic grand final win in Brisbane. Let's go straight to Alex Heinke in Brisbane. Alex, two Sydney teams, but Queenslanders, you put on quite the show, didn't you? Absolutely. Um, And what a show it was. (laughs) Oh, yes, you will be entertained. Anyway, back to Bread and Circus. Jesus fucking Christ. Ugh. Well, four people have died, and over here in this other giant state with millions of people, six people have died, and we are in lockdown. But not the soccer team. You guys did great, didn't you? Yeah, we sure did, Gollum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Crush it there. Um, oh, fuck. I can just, yeah. Yeah. Like I said. Does it taste good? Accents. Does it taste good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I think it. Uh, I think it tastes like a boot. Ooh, the underside of a boot. Mm, definitely rubber sole. No do to boot it. <laughs> New do to boot it. New do to boot it. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> So stupid. Oh, Lordy. Um, all right. So it's, I, I mean, it's, I, I could go into my last thing, I suppose, before we go to intermission or we can, or we can switch off. What would you like to do? I think, uh, I think we're going to switch off. Uh, 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 uh. So I went and found, uh, I, I guess, one of, uh, it's a pretty thorough old Reddit post. Uh, someone actually turned it into an article. Mm. And in this post, they talk about uh, the origins of family members from the founders of Netflix. And I'd like to read oh, through. Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to read through some highlights. I didn't uh, save the whole thing. List it again in the show notes. And then uh, I'll wrap that particular story with a pretty interesting propaganda clip from Netflix. Nice. So number one, it was founded Netflix by Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph 
The first of the founders, Hastings, is the great-grandson of Alfred Lee Loomis and Ellen Holman Farnsworth. Loomis was an investment banker and scientist involved in development of the radar and atomic bomb. And maybe it's just radar. And also helped uh, develop the electrophilanogram and studied brain waves with it. I do not know what an electric phallogram is. Electrophilogram. Hmm. Uh, I, I kind of want to check that. I, I picture it's something that you, you hook nodes up to yourself all over the place and you read something. That's, it's that's a, my picture. It's of it. a test uh, that detects electrical activity in your brain using small, flat metal discs attached to your scalp. Yeah. I see? Yeah. There you go. And they uh, studied brainwaves with it. His laboratory was a meeting place for many very famous scientists like Einstein, Fermi, Bohr, and Heisenberg. His cousin was... Cool. Uh, Cole, sorry. Oh, wait, what? I said, I said cool. Oh, sorry. I thought I pronounced Bohr wrong. It's like core? No, no, no. You pronounced that right. No, I was just saying cool. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's pronounced bar. Uh, so his cousin was Henry L. Stimson, the Secretary of War for Taft, FDR, and Truman, and the Secret- uh, Secretary of State wait, for wait, Hoover. Wait. He was the Secretary of War for Taft and FDR? That's what it says. And Truman. And Truman? Yeah. Wow. Cool. And this is... Uh, this is we're talking first about Alfred Lee Loomis, which is the great grandfather of the first founder, and the great grandfather's cousin is the Secretary of War for Taft, FDR Truman, Secretary of State mm. for Hoover, and who oversaw it's a the super elite family. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean this is the military industrial complex, mm-hmm. and you got all the science the science bros in there. Um. And uh, the cousin oversaw the Manhattan Project, which created the atomic bomb. One of, of Alfred Lee Loomis's children, Henry Loomis, uh, the granduncle of Reed Hastings, was the director for The Voice of America under Eisenhower. And if you're familiar with No Agenda, I didn't learn this until I started listening to No Agenda and found out about Voice of America. But from what I understand, what... The United States of America wants other countries to hear about the U.S. The U.S. sends to Voice of America. It is hmm. nothing more than an American propaganda front. Uh, I'd say with a uh, with a little less clout than RT. Okay. Uh, the and the president of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting under Nixon. This is uh, the granduncle. Uh, hmm. Both of which are public broadcast arms of the United States government, foreign and domestic, respectively. Henry Loomis also directed research. That's fun. If you don't mind me just interjecting, sorry to interrupt, but the, the, it's fun that it's public radio. That We always talk about how public radio is compromised. They say that it's funded by this, and it's from, but it's really run by elites, ultimately, if you follow the money. Oh, yeah. And so that just proved the point. You just you just proved the point. Anyway, please do. I love taking shit on NPR. And it pisses people <laughs> off sometimes. And I'm just like, sorry, bro. Can't help it. They suck. Well, we physically are more public radio than NPR, national public radio. So fuck them. We we did it. We're, we're, we're public. We're national public radio now. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look into my eyes. <laughs> I am the public radio now. 
Henry Loomis also directed research for the United States Information Agency and served on the board of MITRE Corporation, who worked with the CIA and Department of Defense. Alfred Lee Loomis also predicted the Great Depression and bought a ton of gold beforehand, just like the politicians of 2020 were trading stocks right before all the COVID stuff uh, hit. Hmm. Uh, and then they got even richer by buying the stocks of the companies at their lowest. Shit, I can't remember which one we're talking about now. In a final point, uh, he to confirm, uh, Alfred Alfred's wife, Ellen Holman Farnsworth, has the same surname as Philo Farnsworth, inventor of the television. The, te- the TV guy. Yeah, and then the, there's Futurama reference in there somewhere, too, of course. Yeah, Farnsworth. I mean, that's the professor's name, right? Professor Farnsworth? He's a descendant of that Farnsworth in, oh. the, in the show. Yeah, it's like a line of scientists. Yeah. Yeah, so it's this, this crazy. It ties in all... That's so, it's so nuts. And rem- and this is the ancestor of Netflix that we're talking. The first one. The first founder of two Gemini lovers. Uh, the second- are, there two, are you saying there's two founders of Netflix? Yes. The second founder, Randolph. Uh, what was... Uh, Rand- uh, Mark Randolph. Randolph is his last name, has connections that are even perhaps more crazy. His oh great grand uncle is Sigmund, and it says it, fucking Freud. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fucking. <laughs> no, it, it says, I, I am reading verbatim, Sigmund fucking Freud. Whoa, that's intense. Uh, pioneer. Well, you know, <laughs> he did a lot of cocaine, so. Pioneer of psychology who studied unconscious desires that control people, the effects of trauma, the effects of childhood incidents, pretty much anything that would ever be considered useful for MK Ultra. Even more insane is Randolph's granduncle, Edward Bernays, an Austrian American who was heavily involved in the field of propaganda. Who basically- He's considered the father of modern propaganda. He's considered the father of modern advertising. He is the reason why we eat bacon for breakfast. He is the reason why women started taking up smoking like they were tiny little freedom for, uh, torches back in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. Big big time for cigarettes, big time for bacon, big time for all kinds of things. Meat, meat industry. He He's a titan and a massive force and, you know, madman. If you think about a show, mad, I was never a madman fan myself, but... That whole world of advertising and marketing, I mean, at the highest level, that's all his school that he founded. He wrote the book on all that stuff. Trying to remember, was Edward the son or grandson of Freud? I thought he was a nephew. Maybe he was a nephew. nephew. Mm. Yeah, and I don't think he actually really was all that close with him. I think that... By the time he was a successful man in his 30s and 40s, his, his uncle was old, you know, and uh, and, was, and he was busy. I mean, he wasn't really hanging out with his family too much, to my understanding. But there yeah, is a, yeah, there's a documentary about Bernays that we should touch on the century of the self. It's uh, it's quite phenomenal. It's on YouTube somewhere. I'll hunt it down and. Either get it added to these show notes or next week's. Yeah. Yeah, we've been meaning to bring this guy up for a long time because uh, the, the Netflix connections are dumb. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's more going. Oh, his, his own double uncle. 
What's a double, double uncle? uncle. Double a man uncle. who's so an uncle twice removed. A man who is one's uncle in two different ways. A brother of one parent and a brother-in-law of the other. Brother of one parent and a brother-in-law of the other. So that means that he would have had to have married somebody who was a, a sibling of his sibling. Of a half-sibling? Or a, or a cousin? or I don't know. That, that has to... I don't know. That's... <laughs> Then you got to marry somebody in your family to be a double uncle. You know, I'm reading double uncle, but all I'm getting stuck on is double anal, and I'm not having a good time trying to figure out how this unfolds. Double anal and double vaginal. Double DVDA. Double, double anal, double uncles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You don't want to get behind that scheme. <laughs> oh boy oh boy yeah uh well let me uh i got some quotes from yield bernays if we understand the mechanism and motives of the group mind it is not possible to control is it not possible to control and regiment the masses according to our will without their knowing about it the recent practice of propaganda has proved that it is possible at least to a certain point and within certain limits he later called the scientific technique of opinion molding the engineering of consent. How would you mm. like it if I came over there and engineered your consent? It's like, yeah, That's I'm going to perfect I'm, way to describe. I'm going to, I'm going to lay out scheme after scheme and I'm just going to pile them so deep. You'll want mm. me. You'll need me. Yeah. Yeah. It's called abusive love. It's called uh, manipulation. It's, it's the Hegelian dialectic. It's the manufactured consent. It's the manufactured opposition. It's the, we provide the, the problem and the solution. It's all oh, pre-planned. You forgot one and the reaction. And the reaction and, and everything. All in between. And, and if you remember from the hypnosis episode, it's going to be through repetition. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be through emotion. And that's definitely the the COVID spell is is repetition. As long as we just keep saying, "Get the jab," da da da, you know, it it stops hospitalization. All this stuff, all these catchphrases they come up with that end up not being true, you know. This, but as long as we just keep saying it, then it, it'll be true until until it's so obviously not true. Then we just move on to something else. We start saying something else. It's uh, that's been the routine for like two years now. Oh God, I'm blanking on the, the last one. I missed one. You missed? Oh no! Yeah, it, don't do that. It's totally gone. There's three. I will have to rectify that, or maybe someone remembers that episode and can hit me up later you in the chat. Rectify chats. that. Yeah, I would appreciate it. Oh. Uh, here's another quote. Instead of a mind, universal literacy has given the common man a rubber stamp. A rubber stamp inked with advertising slogans, with editorials, with published uh, scientific data, with the trivialities of tabloids and the profundities of history, but quite innocent of original thought. Each man's rubber stamp is the twin of millions of others, so that when these millions are exposed to the same stimuli, all receive identical imprints. 
The amazing readiness with which large masses accept this process is probably accounted for by the fact that no attempt is made to convince them that black is white. Instead, their preconceived hazy ideas that a certain gray is almost black or almost white are brought into sharper focus. Their prejudices, uh, preju- yeah, prejudices uh, notions, and convictions are used as a starting point, with the result that they are drawn by a thread into passionate adherence to a given mental picture. Mm. What a great guy. Doesn't he sound like a swell guy? <laughs> this guy figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a beer with this guy. <laughs> he really knows what's up. Oh, damn. Yeah, no thank you. And uh, to wrap it up on Bernays, and then we'll hit this clip real quick. He touted the idea that the masses are driven by factors outside their conscious understanding, and therefore that their minds can and should be manipulated by the capable few. Quote, mm. intelligent men must realize that propaganda is the modern instrument by which they can fight for productive ends and help to bring order out of chaos. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed. Our minds are molded. Our tastes are formed. Our ideas are suggested, largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our de- uh, democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. In almost every act of our daily lives, whether in the sphere of politics or business, in our social conduct or ethical thinking, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who understand the mental processes and social patterns of the masses. It is those who uh, it is they who pull the wires which control the public mind. Mm-hmm. Propaganda was portrayed as the only alternative to chaos. Sure, that's yeah, that's that's their slogan. Is uh, if you if you obey, then you won't have chaos. But that's shown itself to not be true. We we live in a much more chaotic world than we need to live in because of. These people, and because of their marketing, don't get it twisted. COVID has been marketed to you. Yeah, I believe and it was they, Larry that just had a an episode about the branding of COVID. the The amount of money that's gone into advertising COVID is unbelievable. The amount of advertising space that all the shit takes up. I mean, somebody pays for all of that. It's not like. You know, and it's a lot of money. It's a shitload of money. Advertising is so much money. And and that's all you see on TV, on the bus, uh, fucking just everywhere. Everywhere you look, all you see is COVID stuff, COVID stuff, COVID stuff. Six feet. Oh, we're in this together. All these things everywhere you go. That is so much money. And, and, it's, and it's insulting. To just like be completely bombarded with it, and I go, oh yeah, this is this is totally altruistic. This isn't like a bought and paid for thing whatsoever. Yeah, it's a suggestion, which was the first step of mass hypnosis: suggestion, repetition, emotion. And it's and it's rooted in something holistic, which is you're trying to help people. You're trying to be a healthy person. You're trying to not get other people sick. You're trying to be intelligent with being knowledgeable about medicine and about the, you know, there's, there's a whole subconscious thing that ties into this, which is why it's so effective. 
and it's why people get so committed to it is because it really seems like it's this very wholesome thing, but it's not. It just isn't. It just isn't. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's fucking evil. And what they don't understand is that the people that rule this, like what he's taking, what that quote, the, the, there's a great series of quotes by Bernays that you just laid down. And the main thing that I, that I got out of it was that the people who rule us, they don't have emotion. They don't think about, you know, they use this emotion, but, but they don't care about people. They just, they just care that you care about people and they're going to use that about you. And in so doing, they're the exact opposite of you. They're, they're the least caring, most calculated, most lizard-brained, evil fucks imaginable because they will use sickness and death and vaccines and things like that. They will use that, and they will manip- manipulate you with it. That Shen is the, the non-believer. Shen. <laughs> Shen the non-believer. Shen. Shen. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I mean, and it's it's all because you just want to be a part of the greater good. You want to help. You want to be part of the solution. You want to be I mean, I guess. Seemingly everyone wants to be a fucking hero nowadays. Like everybody's this fucking star of a Netflix show. I've said this before. It's just it's like I lived I lived through it. He's lived through nothing. There's nothing going on. And if there is something going on, it's because they created it in the lab and they dropped it on us. So fucking wake up. Uh, yeah. yeah. Become a become an anti-hero today. Start a podcast. The lizard people. Yeah, be an angry person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to I don't want this clip to get you too angry. It's a little on the long it's side. It's okay. I've I've cooled myself down. Hit me with the clip. Good, because this this clip's about to cool you off even more if at any point you want to get off the ride let me know i'm not uh i'm not sold on this one but i just thought it was kind of weird breaking news people this is breaking news netflix wants you to know that by using its service you are helping the environment yay in other words all the shame you're currently feeling because you're watching every episode of friends ever instead of doing anything else well stop oh yeah that's what i'm doing stop watching yeah you should never feel anything other than amazing while watching Friends. It's an excellent show. Same goes for Gilmore Girls. Luke and Lorelai. Right? Uh. Uh. In a blog post, Netflix claimed that its infrastructure produces less CO2 emissions for every hour of streaming than the average human emits in an hour of breathing. Sitting still while watching Netflix probably burns more carbon dioxide than Netflix burns, says Netflix <laughs> propaganda. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. <laughs> because breathing. You did it! You made the joke! You made an amazing joke that everyone's going to love! Yes, queen. Classic source fed. Darren didn't like that. According to Netflix's blog, the energy consumption for 2014 was 0.0013 kilo. <sighs> watts per hour for streaming hour delivered. 36% was from renewable sources and 28% was offset with renewable energy credits. The company plans to be fully offset by 2015 and to increase the contribution of renewable sources. They also shared this tidbit. A viewer who turned off their TV to read books would consume about 24 books a year in equivalent time for a carbon footprint around 65 kilograms of carbon dioxide emissions, over 200 times more than Netflix streaming servers. So basically, according to Netflix, watching Netflix is better for the environment than reading books. 
books. I never thought that I'd ever hear those words or say them. Even though I love books, it's quite comforting to know that another thing I love, content streaming, isn't killing our dear Mother Earth. Now, before you make that statement, Brie, what you need to know is that these facts only apply to the energy used to deliver the content, not the energy used to produce the content. Come on, Matt. How much energy could a show like Marco Polo, a show that cost $90 million to make a mere 10 episodes and used hundreds of extras during filming, possibly use? Like all of it? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Great point. And while Netflix has been upfront about their energy efficiency, we still need to remember that Netflix's content servers, ISPs, Wi-Fi routers, and your laptops and TVs still consume energy. So maybe, just maybe, you should consider investing in a library card. It is free. It is Brie. He said my name. I try to do it every every video. It's like a proper propaganda report doing anti-propaganda, but also being propaganda at the same time. <laughs> They're so likable, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of so, charm going on there. So much fun. Wouldn't it be sweet if I just, every time there was breaking news, I just screamed, we have breaking, I'm not going to do it, but that's where I, <laughs> yeah. This is, I'm trying to hit the, the high, to the high C. Sorry about that. But yeah, Netflix claimed, uh, <laughs> mind you, this is the grant or the great uh, ancestors of Alfred Lee Loomis and Edward Bernays saying that, well, I don't know if they're still involved with the company. I, I didn't actually get that information. But the company that they went on to found is now saying that they are more energy efficient than reading a book. According to them, they, they investigated themselves and they found that they are the most energy efficient company in the world. No doubt. There's a there's a big pattern, and I'm going to get into it when I talk about some of this uh some of the second half of show, second, second half of show stuff. But there's a lot of fucking tech companies that just go around and pat themselves on the back. They just go on the record. They're just like, oh, my God, we are the greatest company in the world. You know, we're just so important. People all over the world need us. It's not a matter of people like us. People need us. If If it weren't for us, the world wouldn't function. You know, it's like the... It's the vibe that you get from these companies all the time. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the inside, social media hotline. How can I help? Beelzebub. <laughs> oh, I don't have it loaded. Uh, can you give me a rise from your grave? Rise from your grave. Welcome oh, yeah. to your doom. My man. How about uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a voicemail now? I think. How about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, first, who would you rather have intercourse with? Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, Xi Jinping, or Jacob Rothschild? You have to answer that one. Next, um, Marina Abramovic or Mother Teresa? Oh, Okay. Who would you rather have intercourse with between those two? Okay. And then finally, who do you think would win of those four in an intercourse to the death battle? Okay. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you, caller. Thank you, caller. That, uh, well, I mean, we got Xi Jinping. So we got Xi Jinping versus Jacob Rothschild. Jacob Rothschild. 
I, I got a feeling about this one. You're going to have to roll with me for a second on it. I'm all ears. But I feel like, you know, if you went with Jacob Rothschild and, you, you know, you kind of sleep your way into that family and you've become a part of the social circles, it's all just like, eh, you know, I'm at this party fucking on tape fucking these people in the face while they got triangles held over their face. And like, yeah, I mean, the robes are cool, but we already got robes and masks here. Fuck. I feel like if you went with Xi Jinping, you could totally get in there and do that classic communist thing where you take out all of your competition and then you just throw all of your dissenters into prison camps. And I feel like that would be a much more actionable sort of experience rather than just being like another fucking, like, oh, you know, I'm a fucking... I'm one of these people or just fucking loads of money and I just do this shit. I'm like, no, I'm a fucking yeah, but this revolutionary is a fucking contest. Are you going to expand beyond the confines of, of the conditions of this? Well, I'm saying, I'm saying that I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sleeping with either of them for a good time. I can tell you that. Much. But this, um, the, the question that was posed was in a fuck fight between two, who would win? No, it's so, no. It it says who would you rather have intercourse with first? Oh, who would you rather have intercourse with? That's right. Who would you rather have intercourse with? Come on, okay, man. So never mind. You're you are totally you're slipping. Well, you're you're going into all these different realms here. I, I was trying to keep it. You know, I'm being frugal with this choice. You're being philosophical with the choice. I just want to make sure I got all my bases loaded. Hmm. <laughs> While I well, load some bases. <laughs> I, you gotta just know. I mean, yeah, you're gonna load his base. <laughs> <laughs> all, all about that base. All your bases belong to us. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Um. So, so who would you rather have intercourse with? Would you rather have Xi Jinping, the the heavenly mandated eternal president, may he live forever, of China, Great People's China of China, or Jacob Rothschild, uh, one of the patriarchs of the ultimate Illuminati family. Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Yep. I want a revolution. Okay. Okay. Well, if I bang Jacob Rothschild, I'm going to get him to finance the revolution. Oh, God damn it. And, and not only the revolution, but also the other side. I'm going to have both sides financed with <laughs> Jacob Rothschild. So... And then, and then when, you you're, go. when you're done with me, you'll just uh, <laughs> pay one of my comrades to take me out. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're talking about the Rothschilds here, okay? Shit. <laughs> now, let's go into this uh, Maria Abramovich, the, the soul-cooking lady, versus Mother Teresa, the ultimate fraud of, of religion, of organized religion. Mm. Who would I rather fuck? I would fuck the Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, <clears throat> let me just revise my words. Who would I rather have intercourse with? I wouldn't mind so much having intercourse with the Maria, with the soul cooking chick, just because I would be terrified, and that would be fun. Um, it's probably going to be some weird food stuff on your bodies involved. Yeah, of course. She's going to, yeah. I mean, I don't know, staple my my junk to my butthole. I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do, but 
She's she's uh, I think it should be a good time. Uh, so I think I think that's an easy pick for me. I think for me it's Jacob Rothschild and Maria Solkin lady. Mother Teresa's a fucking you know nah. a chicken foot. Mother Teresa needs some punishing. Mm, yeah, you gonna do it, boobs? You gonna be the one to give it to her? Booberry's about to spank some nuns. <laughs> Booberry wants some action. <laughs> Because this nun challenge I haven't accepted. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh my! So, so you've got so you, we did opposites. So you picked Xi Jinping and Mother Teresa, and I picked Jacob Rothschild and uh, and Soul Cooking Lady. Well, I mean, it's a fuck fest to the death. Well, and then there was a third question. What was the third question? It's a, it's a fuck fest of the death between our two champions to see who comes out on top. So you have... I stand by my choices in that. Well, I don't know. Xi Jinping, man. Well, <sighs> for you, Tough. for you, it's it comes down to Jacob Rothschild or Maria Abramovich. I who really... Wins? I just think that Jacob Rothschild just wins, like... In everything, because he pays Maria. You know what I mean. Maria is probably his, his illegitimate child or something. And I just think that the Jacob Rothschild will just donkey dick you like you've never been, and then just leave you in the gutter. He's that kind of a guy. <laughs> He'll raw dog you, and he won't even give you change for a cab. Here, I bought you Uber for a ride home. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even do that. He'd tell, he'd tell us, help, get this fucking thing out of here. Uh, I meant Uber the company. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I just bought I bought Uber. Yeah. Oh, I am Uber. <laughs> even for the day. I just rented the company Uber for the day. Yeah. yeah. When you control money, you don't have to worry about it. Well, that's what it is. And you know, according to Bernays, if everybody just operates on one system, then it all works out. Yes, and on this system, we do an intermission to separate uh, first, second half of show and second, second half of show. Mm-hmm. We have a intermission prepared by Lavish himself. Yes, this one is of my creation. So if you have any complaints, you can email me at lavishblast at gmail.com or at booberry at protonmail. Uh, Booberry Mothman at Proton Mail. Yeah, it's something like that. Something like that. Go to the website. It's there. All right. And a shout out to everybody in the chat. We got Junta Quirkes, a couple, couple folks, or Spencer, some some folks, Sharky. Uh, yeah, got some lurkers. I think people are boosting us on the No Agenda Social. If you're not a No Agenda Social, get on there. And, and yeah, I do want to mention something about that when we get back, but. I have to bimmer it, so it's time I slam this tape in. <laughs> oh, light up that VCR, my guy. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. Oh, I hope you enjoy. As if I were being swallowed up. As, as if I'd, I'd reached the point of... I look into a mirror, there, there 
won't be any reflection. screaming I turned around and the guy sitting right next beside me was standing up and stabbing another guy with a big a Rambo knife pretty much it was a big survival knife like this in the throat repeatedly 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 uh, told everybody to get off the bus everybody started to get off the bus uh, the guy stepped kill step or still kept stabbing him stabbing him uh, everybody got off the bus me and a trucker that had stopped and the Greyhound driver uh, ran up to the door to, to maybe see if the, the guy was still alive or we could help or something like that. And when we all got up, we seen that the guy was cutting off the guy's head. Uh, he was cutting off the guy's head there. And he saw us. He, he came back to the front of the bus, told the driver to shut the door. Uh, he pressed the button and the door shut, but it didn't shut in time. And the guy was able to get his knife out and take a swipe at us. So we backed off the door. And uh, I ran around the back side of the bus. The bus driver took off, and then we both returned to the front to see what had happened. And he, he hadn't gotten off the bus. The door was still open. Uh, we shut the bus door that time and shut it. Uh, it was at that point that he came, started walking to the front of the bus, and he had a, the, the head in his hand, and he just looked at us like this and dropped it on the ground, but totally calm. Um, the three of us had uh, weapons from the, the truck, the trucker's truck there, and we just stayed outside while he tried to get out the door, uh, telling him, "Well, stay put, stay put, stay there. Don't, don't try to come out." Uh, he tried to get the bus working, uh, and the bus driver disabled the bus somehow in the back. I'm not sure how he did it. Uh, it was at that point I think that the police showed up and uh, kicked us off, 
got us in the back at the end of the bus there. How are people reacting? Yeah, you're a 
now return to Behind the Screens. Starring Booberry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Lavish. Welcome back to second second half of Behind the Schemes for what episode is this? Ah, sixty five. Sixty five. It is October fourth, twenty twenty one. It's currently nine seventeen specific time. That is a big old ten four there, rubber ducky. Got it there, Chief. Got it there, Big Chief. Mm. You know, I had to bemrose so bad that I don't think I actually answered that question of uh, who would win in the fuck fest to the death. You didn't between Mother Teresa and Xi Jinping. Yes, and I can't leave this undone. I feel like Xi Jinping would show Mother Teresa what's in his little red book, and she wouldn't survive. <laughs> I, I think she's too frail and has uh, no soul to like sort of protect her. Um, I agree. <laughs> but unfortunately, she's a glass menagerie. But unfortunately, while Xi Jinping is sitting or laying by the lifeless corpse of Mother Teresa while in bed smoking a cigarette, that's when his comrades bust through the door and assassinate him. So ends up being sort of a lose-lose situation. Like, he won the actual fuck fest, but he didn't win. Hey, man. We'll see. We'll see if he ends up on the fucking money. You know what I mean? If you get your face on the money, I think you won. Uh <laughs> Just so everybody knows, the intermission songs, just so I give credit to the to the musicians, uh, it was the first song was by Jimmy Penguin and the Somatic. That was The Depths. Second song was by The Gaze, and it was called Funk Friend. And then the third song was called Pudge. And, uh, or, I'm sorry, it was by Pudge, and it was called Clean Living. That was a great song. I was I was having a good time. I turned my headphones up for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I like I like doing the intermissions. They're fun. Um, and you caught that fucking stupid <laughs> six minutes, six days, six weeks. I mean, come on, <laughs> your break, dude. <laughs> it's a little, uh, it's a little in your face, don't you think? Beelzebub. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's more in your face. It's right behind you, whispering in your ear, smelling your hair. Stop that! Or or uh, don't. Man, I kind of wish Adam held on to that task cam just so we could get more of this goodness. But yeah, it, it didn't. I mean, it was funny, but it, I could tell it didn't fit. This voice modulation is weird. the The one episode where I did my solo episode where that's all I did, I was like, man, that's all I did. It was just so much fun. But man. <laughs> <laughs> It's so much fun because you get to be different characters. You see, you get to be different characters. I did want to mention real quick. Uh, actually, there's execute order six six six. Sorry, there was uh, two things that I should bring up. First, if there's any artists out there that are happening to listen to this particular episode, I have an idea where I want to take some of, or I want to take the Pork Smoke Nation and turn them into Super Mario Brothers characters. Mm. Because I have, uh, I've been wanting to do Mothman art with him as Shy Guy. And then I was listening to the Hog Story with Net Ned from last uh, Thursday. And they talk about Carolyn getting one of the Leafs and turning into uh, Raccoon. Carolyn. <laughs> oh, Raccoon Carolyn. Yes. And with I, the cape. And I got to thinking, 
No, no, no. That would be the ears and the and the tail. Mm, mm, and then if okay. Sir Spencer got the Tanuki suit, but it was a wolf costume, and then uh, Dame Delorean, oh, stand by with me on this one. Uh, it's more of like a Princess Daisy, but she's got the total Eve vibe going on where it's just leaves. <laughs> okay, okay. I get you. I like it. I like it so far. So that's about where I'm at right now. Okay. I like it. So if you would like to submit suggestions to this, email us at BehindTheSchemes at ProtonMail.com. Yeah. If this concept tickles your uh, fancy, well, then why don't you call on it or write on it? Oh, yeah. Do it. It'll be fun. 612-263-7999. 612-263-SEXY. S-X-X-Y-7999. Um, before I play this next voicemail, I did want to say that we had a donation come through during intermission. You don't say. I do say. That's why I say. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> uh, and it uh, it comes from none other than Spaz and Mama Berry. Oh, Spaz and Mama Berry. Spaz and Mama Berry have donated $40 to Behind the Schemes for episode 65. 10-4. All right. Thank you so much, Mama Berry and Spaz. So nice. So kind. Hell yes! This is uh, this is all going towards a new console to bring the show to the next level. Um, mm-hmm. Always moving forward, never moving backward. Yes. And if you're interested in hearing Spaz's story, he was on the show. Uh, he was in on episode 55, that holler over yonder, which you can go back and listen to. Uh, all about great stories about West Virginia. Yes. Um, so th- we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate everybody that supported the show. And uh, like we were talking about at the beginning, it's not just dona- uh, monetary donations. It's spending your time with us, uh, listening, um, sending in clips, artwork. It all counts. Yeah, people send emails. They give us uh, topics to discuss. They feed us information that we didn't know before, which is always a major part of the value for value system. It makes all the great shows on here. This one makes it great is that people, people are, it's an interactive thing. It's a social thing. It's, it's a, it's fun. It's a, it's a good time. You have control over what you listen to more than ever <laughs> in a big way. That's, that's, that's what's so much fun about this whole thing. That's why I came here in the first place. Pulse audio. Hmm. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. You got a little hum coming through on you. On your side, I can see it in the clean feed. Well, I mean, you've you've had a kind of a bit of a whine coming through, uh, but yeah. we're gonna we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the voicemail, yes, we have another voicemail here. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> oh. Oh no. Oh. Oh no. Oh. Buddy. That didn't scare me. It made me really sad. It was a cry mail. Oh. Well, caller. Jeez. Are you going to cry? Piss your pants, baby. 
Thank you for that one for that chair. <laughs> Thanks for crying in, caller. Thanks for calling in, crier. We appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, maybe I will piss my pants, maybe. Cry. Well, I hope whatever ails that last caller. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, I feel like taking the, like a bong toke for the caller. Mm. It's, my, it's my second half of show uh, BT for caller. Yes, you're going to have to get ready because uh, you're up uh, up to bat for this next one, I believe. Oh, my God. And while you prepare that, I was scrolling back up through the chats, and I did see Fletcher recommend that he could be Luigi with the fire flower. <laughs> well, hey, you go for it. Anybody who wants to be Luigi, they can. that's up for grabs always. <laughs> I, uh, I recently played uh, some Mario Party with some friends, and I played Luigi. And I won, and they were so pissed. They were so disappointed in me for doing that to them. Nobody wants to lose Luigi. <laughs> nope. Uh, that goes way back. You know, that's a weird part of Nintendo lore that's just locked in. It's, it's a strange thing. But with Fireflower, Luigi's the shit. And then you know all about this Boo thing. This this Boo uh phenomenon that's going on now you of all people should know about this yes <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know anybody who doesn't go on no agenda social or on the internet uh, you know there's a there's a certain subsection of the internet that likes to sexualize things and uh and the boo character in mario when gets the peach's crown turns into a female version of the boo Yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> and that, that version, it's usually a big-tittied anime, super shy. Massive tracts of land. Massive. T- For some reason, Boo always just have just massive, they're, massive they're boobies. Huge. They're huge boobies. <laughs> but it's all, and then she's all shy, but then she's with Luigi because Luigi had the game, the Haunted Mansion game. Yeah, because he's, he's got that thing that sucks and blows. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jiggles, okay. What Jiggles would she, what Jiggles would she like? She <laughs> likes some Jiggles. She's got the big ones. She's got the big, big ones. Okay. Okay, people, the big ones, okay. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we should do a Mario episode one of these days because Mario 64 in particular is just loaded with occult imagery. Mm, no doubt. Lahoded with it. Uh, and there are a lot of funny bit shoot videos I could probably reference. <laughs> oh, I'm game. I'm game. I'm definitely game for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say really quick that I think I'm going to start using the at behind the schemes SCH3M3S at podcastindex.social a little more. So if you're, okay. so if you're on uh, Lamastodons, give us a follow there. Sweet. We'll post cool shit, I think. I like it. I like it. Well, should I? Oh, wait. BT for the crying caller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. For sure. You got a bumper that you're going to want for this one? I really should... Oh, yeah, hit me... We're going to the next level of the dungeon, I think. Oh, yeah. 
Floor is lava. Um, so Facebook was down all day today. Uh, in a weird way. Facebook uh, and all of its subsidiaries, so Instagram, WhatsApp, all of its properties, uh, they all went down in some sort of thing that, as a non-Ben, from what I understand, they some DNS trouble. Uh, the DNS uh, being the uh, domain name system, basically you, you couldn't go to the you couldn't like type in an URL and and it wouldn't take you to the website, which is the IP location. It's very bogative. Yeah, it was weird, but it, it extended beyond just like you couldn't go to the site. Like the email domains didn't work. Like the allegedly, according to certain sources, New York Times and others, like you know, people who work at Facebook have a Facebook email, right? A company email. Um, when the DNS went down, the company emails didn't work, so people couldn't email. The whole infrastructure was apparently down. And then they started getting wild stories about how people's uh, security cards wouldn't work and they couldn't get in the building and kind of got weird. This all comes in the heels of uh, a couple of things. Facebook's been under a lot of heat lately. Um, The most kind of mainstream one, I think, is the most fake one. But uh, aside from the 60 Minutes thing, Putin, uh, President Putin of Russia, one of the most powerful men in the world, came out in a kind of a weird, bizarre, backwards statement. And uh, let, me, let me find it here. And I have this, this uh, it's a News Punch article. It's referenced in the in the show notes. Uh, but he the article is, Put, Putin puts Facebook on notice. Stop promoting pedophilia or I'll crush you, Putin says. I will crush you, says Putin to Facebook. And... Um, the what was the statement. It was very strange. Putin vowed to punish YouTube for censoring independent content on the platform. Uh, so he's 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 sad that they're censoring things, but then he wants them to censor his stuff. So he, he it's it's a weird kind of push and pull that he's that he's doing where he he somehow he's made it so that they are the censoring assholes. And he's the the bastion of freedom, who's just trying to just trying to do right by people, yeah. which is a funny twist, right? But I also suspect that a, a not a super large, but enough of it gets traded around on uh, social media, Twitter as well. I, I want to say there was a Jamie Deluxe video where this uh, young girl was fighting to get videos that were of her compromised at a young age pulled down that were being shared around, but they wouldn't do anything about it. And the feds got involved at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember much about the story, but uh, the shit's on there. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's a lot of information on all of it. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, so that's Putin. And then what else? Uh, I don't know. They, they just had their sort of biannual summoning to, to Washington, D.C., you know, more or less their Zoom call. But, you know, they got to go and testify in front of the House Judiciary, and they have to answer bogus questions, and usually nothing comes out of it except for some memes or whatever. And, you know, Zuckerberg can't drink a fucking water bottle normally. You know, that sort of thing <laughs> is what comes from those things, as, as opposed to anything actually substantial. Um, 
But uh, the the big thing that that came on that everybody's talking about, which to me is just seems fucking Fisher Price plastic fake, is this um, the sixty minutes whistleblower situation. So yesterday, a whistleblower by the name of Francis Haugen uh, went on 60 Minutes and um, leaked compromising documents. Uh, she's been leaking compromising documents to the feds uh, that have been kept inside, <laughs> locked away in the Facebook fortress. And um, it, it's a very bizarre story because it ultimately comes down to the agenda and this lady when you look into her background she just <laughs> she just glows in the dark i mean she it's not it's not it it just is it stinks to high heaven that, um that sounds fairly appropriate because i saw the feedback all a flutter today with uh <laughs> such just crack deconstructions oh the whistleblower came out and then the dns was torched it must be connected <laughs> Yeah, that's the idea, right? <laughs> something, oh, something must oh, have okay. come. Let's say. I mean, we could maybe assume that it was probably internal. Maybe they're doing damage control. But I mean, they they lost a lot of money today. I didn't calculate exactly how much, but they're down six percent, which is millions, tens of millions, mm-hmm. hundreds of millions. So, uh, anyway, uh, and maybe billions. Could be billions. Let us play uh, the first clip, uh, FB Whistleblower intro. Her name is Frances Haugen. That is a fact that Facebook has been anxious to know since last month when an anonymous former employee filed complaints with federal law enforcement. The complaints say Facebook's own research shows that it amplifies hate, misinformation, and political unrest, but the company hides what it knows. One complaint alleges that Facebook's Instagram harms teenage girls. What makes Haugen's complaints unprecedented is the trove of private Facebook research she took when she quit in May. The documents appeared first last month in the Wall Street Journal. But tonight, Frances Haugen is revealing her identity to explain why she became the Facebook whistleblower. Well, I can't remember. Do we like whistleblowers now, or are we kind of weird about whistleblowers? Most of them seem to be plants. If, if there's anybody who's actually doing any damage, they'll get taken out. Um, so when you got this lady, her name is Frances Haugen. She's originally from Iowa. She's a complete corporate mercenary. She is a typical Silicon Valley uh, warrior uh, for hire. Silicon Merc. <laughs> yeah, dude. These are the people. I, I work with a lot of these people. This is the Silicon Valley vibe. It, she's a total Midwest transplant. She just fits. She checks all the boxes of of somebody who probably grew up in, in some small town in Iowa and was just like, fuck this. I'm smart. I got to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to go work at Google or some giant company because I deserve it. She made it happen for herself. She's, you know. Uh, got a master's and all the shit, and she's 37 years old in San Francisco. And um, she's worked for Facebook and for a variety of companies, Pinterest and all these people, for fucking 15 years. So she's been in the thick of everything. And I checked her LinkedIn page. Her LinkedIn page, which is something that everybody in this world has, 
the LinkedIn page is, is, is the Twitter and the Facebook combined of a certain demographic of white collar worker, especially in Silicon Valley. And so I go into LinkedIn to try and find her and her whole thing is deleted, but I did find a blurb, uh, just like the, what's in the search engine, what's left sort of thumbnail, if you will, of, of just what's left of, of that profile. I took a screenshot. I posted it. It's on my no agenda social page. You can go find it there, but she's just shouting out a bunch of corporate jargon. I, I up level, uh, teams to to enterprise level competition in the airspace of cloud computing blah 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 you know it's just a bunch of bullshit she's a total fucking toady i can smell it <laughs> smell it on her and um yeah but let's play the second uh, clip the thing i saw at facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for facebook and Facebook over and over again chose to optimize for its own interests, like making more money. Frances Haugen is 37, a data scientist from Iowa, with a degree in computer engineering and a Harvard master's degree in business. For 15 years, she's worked for companies including Google and Pinterest. I've seen a bunch of social networks, and it was substantially worse at Facebook than anything I'd seen before. You know, someone else might have just quit and moved on. And I wonder why you take this stand. Imagine you know what's going on inside of Facebook, and you know no one on the outside knows. I knew what my future looked like if I continued to stay inside of Facebook, which is person after person after person has tackled this inside of Facebook and ground themselves to the ground. Ground themselves to the ground. Yeah, isn't that, that a bizarre response? Yeah. She... You'll find when they ask a question, she doesn't actually answer the question. What he asked her is, why did you do this? Why did, what he's asking in so many words is, why did you jeopardize your career? Why have you put all, all of what you've worked for in jeopardy? Everything on the line. Yeah. Why did you do this? And I transcribed, I wrote this down. I listen, I actually wrote down her response. This is an incredible response. What she says is, imagine you know what's going on inside Facebook. And you know, no one on the outside knows. I knew what my future looked like if I continued to stay inside of Facebook. Which is, person after person after person has tackled this inside Facebook and has ground themselves into the ground. So, to me, what she's saying is, she, she's making a point that, that she's trying to present herself as a moral person, but she doesn't actually really say that. She doesn't, it's, it's kind of framed as that, but she doesn't actually say, I wanted to do the right thing. Uh, I thought that this was immoral. I thought, you know, that she doesn't say that. <laughs> what she says is, I knew what would happen if I continued to work for these people. And I know that, Anybody who tries to do this from the inside is destroyed. And no, that's her cover deal. I mean, no. See, here's the thing. If you're grounding yourself to the ground, either you're talking about it in a sense of, I got to collect my thoughts and calm the fuck down because I'm experiencing a panic attack, or maybe I'm just trying to recharge with nature and ground myself to the ground, or you're talking about electricity and you're, you're, 
you're grounding yourself. No, they're not talking about ground, like not electrical ground. She's talking about being crushed. No, I'm I'm saying it sounds like she's talking about being protected. Yeah, maybe that's hey, that's one way to interpret it. It just from the way that she delivers it to me, it just seems more hostile than that. She she seems like they ground themselves in the ground. They try and they try and they try and they fail and they fail and they fail because Facebook isn't isn't built to to do whatever. And, and besides, what she's talking about is is actually ludicrous. There's a plot twist to this whole thing. And I see, like grind. Okay, ground like ground coffee. Yeah, like ground coffee. Yeah, exactly. They ground themselves into the ground. And it's and it's funny, she does a lot of repetition, so she uses the same word twice. They mean different things. Ground themselves into the ground. The ground being the earth mm-hmm. on the second use. And the ground being up to interpretation. Me thinking it's a grinding and you thinking it's an electrical grounding. Or Isn't a spiritual funny? or a spiritual grounding. Or a spiritual grounding, yeah. So I love language. There's so many things I want to learn. But anyway, so it turns out we we think that this lady is like trying to do a good deed. Hit me with a uh, clip four. A uh, clip three. A clip three. You know, someone else might have just quit and moved on. And I wonder why you take this stand. Imagine you know what's going on inside of Facebook, and you know no one on the outside knows. Oh, I knew no, what I'm my sorry. future looked like. Yeah, I was just I was just reframing it. What we were talking about with the what I what I transcribed. Oh, so, I see. So yeah, clip four, please. When and how did it occur to you to take all of these documents out of the company? At some point in 2021, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to do this in a systemic way, and I have to get out enough that no one can question that this is real. She secretly copied tens of thousands of pages of Facebook internal research. She says evidence shows that the company is lying to the public about making significant progress against hate, violence, and misinformation. One study she found from this year says, We estimate that we may action as little as 3 to 5% of hate and about six-tenths of one percent of violence and incitement on Facebook, despite being the best in the world at it. Was that six-tenths of one percent? Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows what these people are talking about? They're, they're like, well, you know, we our, fi- our hate is up from five percent. It's up from four percent. Last year, there was only four percent hate. Now there's five percent. Imagine, okay, imagine, imagine, if you can believe it. <laughs> and they top it off with, ooh, and they're the best in the world at doing it. So what they're starting to get into, what they're really saying, what what is it do you think they're ultimately saying here? Mm, hmm. I kind of want to hear a little more before I. Okay. Or, Sounds good. Yeah. Just, we'll do the, I think there's one more. There should be. Maybe not. Well, I'll finish this one off. Or, oh, it quote, wasn't done. Correct. That's right. Sorry. To quote from another one of the documents you brought out, we have evidence from a variety of sources that hate speech, divisive political speech, and misinformation on Facebook and the family of apps are affecting societies around the world. When we live in an information environment that is full of angry, hateful, polarizing content, it erodes our civic trust. It erodes our faith in each other. It erodes our ability to want to care for each other. The version of Facebook that exists today 
is tearing our societies apart and causing ethnic violence around the world. Ethnic violence, including Myanmar in 2018, when the military used Facebook to launch a genocide. Sounds like she kind of just threw in that last part. <laughs> like she almost right. forgot it and had to squeeze it in. What, well, it definitely adds in the scripted element. What do I think of this? I feel like it's another one of those situations where they're going to tell the truth, but then project which side is really fulminating everything. If not fulminating, then perpetrating everything. I, I, well, I don't know. They're telling the tr- I don't know. I don't know what to think. The way that they refer to it is content. They don't refer to it as people. You know, you give people a voice, and there's all these angry people that are unhappy about something. And to them, it isn't a group of unhappy people. It's a group of it's a it's toxic content, and it's not they they materialize it in a way they dehumanize it. And with her, ultimately, this is actually them asking for more censorship. This whole thing is this big fucking cover up, uh, not cover up, but it's a big. It's a big way to sell more censorship. What she's saying is there's there's toxic people on the internet. Facebook knew that they, that they weren't censoring enough people, and so they need to censor more people. And and then they and then the real reason why another reason why I think that she just works for Facebook and she's a she's a total inside techie lady is she treats Facebook like it's this massive company, like it has all, like it's so important. And that's part of the Silicon Valley thing is that they just think that they're so fucking important. Like she brings up this Myanmar thing and goes, you know, uh, if it weren't for Facebook, there would be no, re- is what she's saying. There would be no revolution in Myanmar. It, it's Facebook's fault that there was a revolution in Myanmar. I mean, what the fuck? What kind of self entitlement is that that they think that they're just so important that they run all of the fundamental communications of the world through their little company that everybody hates. No, nobody wants to use it except for old people. <laughs> gotta, gotta inflate it. Add some levity. It just the self-importance is so disgusting. We have a, we have an obligation. I mean, that's what she's saying is we have, we have an obligation to the world, to society, to censor these people, to shut these people up and to silence these voices and to fucking control every goddamn thing about every goddamn thing ever. It's our birthright. It's our right. <laughs> and that's what the whole thing, fucking thing was about. It's, it's such a joke that that's what the whole core of this 60 Minutes thing is. We need to censor more. And of course, people are going to be like, "Yeah, we got to get rid of that hate speech." Oh and my god! More, more fucking sentiment that I'd seen was, "Well, where are all the boomers going to get their misinformation about vaccines with feedback being down today?" Uh, they, the pundits talk about it's fan fiction. You know that every time they talk about it, they, they it's like they're creating a story. Oh no! Talking, all the all these I'm Trump talking, guys. I'm talking about people that I see on the fucking platform and elsewhere. Twitter. Ugh. Uh, it's psycho. Well, Twitter and Reddit and all that stuff. I mean, that is just so overrun with bots and people paid. And that's, there's so much information that comes out all the time about that, how there's just so much money that goes from political parties and otherwise to controlling the online narrative. It's a big industry. It's like the Bernays stuff. 
It's a new, uh, it's so new that most people don't even really know it's happening, but everything, I mean, God, YouTube, Bluetooth is just totally bought and paid for. You can't watch anything on, on it without it being coming from the same top four media companies. It's really disgusting. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Um, we continue on. Um, this lady, yeah, she's a plant. This whole Facebook thing just stinks. These guys are such, such deep state stooges. It never ends. Um, I really liked Adam Curry brought up the other day, uh, when Zuckerberg was man of the year in the early 2000s. And during the interview with Time, uh, Mueller, the Robert Mueller pops his head in. Because his office is just down down the way, you know. And at the time, he's the head of the CIA. No, the head of the FBI. FBI, yeah. Head of the FBI. So he's the head of the FBI at the time. Hey, oh yeah, I'm just uh, we got an office right here, you know. <laughs> what the? Uh, what do you think? What do you think it sounded like when he knocked on his door? FBI, open up! <laughs> Oh, Robert, you get me every time. Oh, hold on. Oh, Actually, Robert, could you help me zip this up? I can't quite catch the back of my skin suit. Mm, skin suit. <laughs> Start sucking on the fetuses and stuff. Yeah, there's... Uh, <laughs> Just pops one, pops one right open. Pops one open. A cold one. Hey, it's a cold one, Brit. Get the the med fridge. Let's pop a cold one. Yeah, hanging with my bros. FBI and the feet bags. Chillaxing, maxing, man. You know, just because we're cold blooded doesn't mean we can't be buddies. Warm blooded <laughs> friends. You know, we're all lizard friends. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Oh, there was one other thing about the day today. This this shutout, this shutdown from Facebook, it coincides with something that Servo brought to my attention, which is that today is the 439th anniversary of the switch to the Gregorian calendar. Oh, well, that's cool. And on this day, back in 1582, I believe 1582. Let me confirm that. There was 10 days that were skipped um, between October uh, 5th and 15th. So it went from October 4th to the 15th. And that was a correction basically of when our calendar is based on the Roman calendar, the Julian calendar. And I do have some clips on it if you would be interested in hearing some. From Dr. Donna Carroll, professor of physics of Maastricht University in the Netherlands, who is... A total babe, total babe. I was, I was looking into this 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 Gregorian thing, and I found this lecture, and I was like, oh my god, this is the woman of my dreams. I'm gonna check this out. Um, and you can find her in the show notes. She's 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 wonderful. Uh, but anyway, she 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 goes on uh, to to say some inter- interesting things about our calendar. If you play clip five, so our calendar is a Roman calendar. 
the Romans were heavily influenced by the Sumerians and the Babylonians before them. So some of the ideas that they, uh, that they were influenced by come from older civilizations. However, our calendar is a Roman calendar, and it originated from Romulus, who was the first king of Rome. He decided to try and sort of make a mismatch of two different type of two different types of calendars. We've already looked at the lunar system and we've looked at the solar system, and he was trying to to sort of force these into one type of calendar. And these types of calendars are known as lunar solar calendars. Now, uh, back then, uh, the Romans had a reverence for the number ten, most probably because they used the 10 digits to count with, so it was a very convenient number to use. Uh, and you can see back in history that Romulus actually, he liked the number 10 so much, he divided his senate into 10s, he, he divided his military into 10s. So what he decided to do was, hey, we're going to have 10 months in, in a year. And this is how our calendar uh, started, which is kind of a complicated thing to do. Mm. Yeah, that's the beginning. So the Romans added the, the 10, they liked the 10, they named the first couple of months after gods, and then they ran out of gods, and so they just started naming it after the uh, the numbers. And then Julius Caesar came around, and he changed it and corrected it, because by the time he came around, uh, springtime was happening in the winter, if that makes sense. I don't know. The whole thing was switched around. He fixes it. They love him so much, they named July after him, so now he's in the calendar. And then they fuck it up a little bit again after he dies. And then Augustus fixes it, and then they love him so much they name a month after him called August. So now we've got July and August, and then the rest of the uh, months are named after the the Roman numerals. And then uh, Greg, uh, the calendar pope, comes in, makes time get his groove back, and math develops, and and uh, yeah, I got more clips on it, but uh, you know, I just I just want to bring it up. It, we don't have to play the other clips. I'm I'm game to listen to. Uh, let's hit me, hit me with Greg the calendar pope. Now, if we move a little further forward, uh, you see certain developments. So things like the printing press uh, and trade and communications were, well, travel was uh, improving during these periods. So actually the calendar was made more public because of having printing presses. And that meant that people were aware that actually I said that the Julius, Julius Caesar's system of having a leap year every four years was slightly flawed. It's 11 minutes too long. Now, this was hundreds of years later, and people are starting to notice, actually, people are celebrating Easter at the wrong time, because it was possible to see with astronomical observations that your 21st of March, which was set as the date uh, of the spring equinox, was drifting away from the spring equinox. The spring equinox is when your days and your nights are of equal length, because you have no tilt towards or away from the sun at that point. So this was easily spottable. Um, so the problem is, is that the Christian religion at this point was being mocked by other religions. People are saying, well, if you're celebrating Easter on the wrong date, well, then you're stuffing your faces when you should be fasting, right? So you're making a mockery of your own religion, and this is something that really had to be fixed. But mathematics wasn't good enough at the time, uh, so nobody really knew how to, to deal with this, and nobody really had the power to deal with it, although there were a lot of attempts. It wasn't until the 1500s uh, when Pope Gregory the 13th um, had um, had enough backing to be able to implement a further reform, and it's actually the Gregorian calendar that we use today. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah. Hit, hit me with how Greg made time get its groove back. So he decided which year to use, and I was talking about tropical years, solar years, and things like that. Uh, and he decided uh, on a new leap year system. This, if you see the, the years that this uh, was implemented, was implemented in 1582. This is uh, an interesting period because the church was trying to, at this point, stamp down its authority uh, a little bit more clearly straight after the Reformation. So this was, uh, in some countries, this, ref- uh, this reform of the calendar was seen as a papist plot. So he decided to, to fix the calendar and move everything back into alignment by removing 10 days because the calendar, we'd been adding 11 minutes to the calendar for hundreds of years. So it was now 10 days out of sync. Uh, Catholic countries um, tended to take on this reform quicker than others. Protestant countries took it on late. It was chaos because uh, in this country, for instance, the, the Catholic areas in the south took on this new uh, reform, whereas in the North, they didn't. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it ties into the Catholic, uh, the Christian, the great Christian rift of the time between Catholicism and Protestantism, uh, which would dominate everything forever. And then, uh, yeah, it ties into, I just thought, because we always, I always compare it to the technocracies of the clergy. I think that Facebook and Google and uh, Palantir and all these companies, they, they're the new church in the, in the same power structure that the church had back in the day, which is the uh, Bible wasn't able to be read by a lot of people. The, the text was sacred. You know, the Latin was, you had to be a scholar. You had to be educated to read it. The religion had a, a, a tremendous amount of political clout, a lot of uh, money and uh, ties to banking. And that's what fucking Google and all these guys do now. That's what they are, is they are the keepers of the secret language. You know, if you learn programming languages, then you learn the Latin, and you can participate in the sorcery and the magic that is programming, that is, you know, being able to make computers do what you want them to do, which is of such crazy value. And so much of it is unknown, so much of it is mysterious, so much of it is not as cool or sophisticated as people think it is. And then, of course, it can be as sophisticated as anybody can conceive. It, it's all of that in, in between. It's unlimited potential <laughs> as far as the, the human mind is, is concerned. And, um, yeah, it, that, that is the, that is the mystique and the power that, that, they have over us now that the church had over people then. I will say that there seems to be more options of cir- circumnavigating. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it's a little more open these these days. But couple, we couple more we options. all have to use the stuff though. We all have to use the shit. We all have to use Google Mail and Docs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's we all have to participate. Everybody uses Excel. I mean, the whole country runs on. Um, you know, Microsoft products. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's that. I mean, it's not like, but you know, it's turning into that. They want to be that. They want to tell you how to live your life. They want to tell you what to do in the way that the church would back then. Well, they have to. It's their birthright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's what we deserve. It's the heir apparent, bro. Give it the times. Heir apparent. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, uh, thanks, Servo, for for pointing <laughs> it out. Uh, this is a it's a fantastic uh, lecture that this lady does. She's a professor of physics. <laughs> Kneel before Zod, son. <laughs> yeah. Should we? We should probably develop a little pantheon of approved uh, gods and goddesses of of um of the behind the schemes. Oh yeah, the official behind the schemes pantheon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I automatically submit Odorous Urungus, Bill Hicks, and um, Charlton Heston. Okay. Okay. And and Harambe. And Harambe, yes. Okay, so we've got those. We got the big ones there. That's the Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll work on that. There should yeah. be at least nine or twelve, or ten. Those are the sacred numbers. So we'll 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 get to work on that. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll dial it in, as they say. What have the Romans ever done for us? Says Fletcher. That's a great Monty Python bit. <laughs> Other than sewers and. And, and farming and coinage and communication and language and culture and clothing and aqueducts and yeah, other than all that stuff. Uh, anyway, I think that wraps it up for for me. Do you have anything else you'd like to brush on, my good friend? Well, I well, I token another joke. Well, here's how I can lay it out for you. I got three options for you to choose from. Either you choose to listen to a report from the 80s about uh, how the CIA implemented Operation Mockingbird in various countries like uh, Angoria. Angoria? Yeah. And uh, Nicaragua. And what was the other one? Zambia. Or... We could do Russell Brand reading a Glenn Greenwald piece about. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I I will say Russell Brand. He surprised me a lot. All right, fair yeah. enough. Um, check you know videos linked if you want to check it out. It's worth it. I enjoyed it. Um, or we could do some classic supercuts of what I would consider very powerful. Mockingbird-like material. Mm. Well, one or three would be preferable, unless the Russell Brand. I don't know. Uh, should we roll for it, or um, should we just pick? Just pick it up. I kind of want to do. Oh, lordy. Well, just to recap for anybody, let me hit you with a C-span. There's a yeah, yeah. Let's get into the Mockingbird shit. I, I want to know about that. Um. So this is a. Uh, it's a part two of a two-parter clip from uh, C-SPAN, call-in. I forget which host it was. Uh, it featured one of the, at the times, uh, editors for the Washington Post, and I forget the other lady that uh, was involved in on the call, and there's a dude. Uh, you get this uh, sort of, con- he's not explicitly conservative, but he is railing about the fact that the news will literally make up anything and everything about Trump. Um, in order to mm-hmm. just continually smear them. It's like two and a half mm-hmm. minutes. You get the gist. You know how it goes. Smoke that smoke that crack pipe. But this is the response from the Washington Post editor. Uh, I, I think that sounds to be like a conspiracy theory that's alive and well. I'm not going to comment on Cheryl it. Cheryl Chalmers? 
I'm not familiar with that particular act, but I will say that back in the 1950s. And I should say, I I, I want to say that uh, they're referring to the Smith-Monroe Act that Obama implemented, which made it legal to present propaganda to the American public. Right, right. Um, so, continuing on. There was that whole Operation Mockingbird thing, which was never formally that thing. Uh, you know, confirmed by the CIA, but of course that was the operation that where CIA thing. operatives worked with U.S. media to shape the messages that came out of the media, and it was purportedly supposed to have hit at hundreds of journalists and reporters, and that's something that has been reported and reported and used in different terms. And what was the message that they were trying to get across it, in this? It, it, uh, it varied. It, it went on for years, right. and it okay. wasn't just domestic, but it was also um, mm-hmm. to slant and shape how government okay. officials worked with foreign uh, foreign officials as right. well. well. But, but it, you know, don't you, take my you, word for it. US, look it up. Well, it, we it have aspects of the, of the government, the USIA, and Voice of America that transmit uh, American values abroad. Uh, I only bring it up because you you say conspiracy uh, theorists as as if it's ridiculous. But at the same time, mass shootings. He's tying mass shootings with the media and government interference. You will be quiet now, uh, to fool the American people. Right, and you were dismissing theories as conspiracy theories as if they're ridiculous. But there are some things that our government has been involved in, including our deep state type uh, government officials that have been recorded in history and proven. Well, we have a so vote or two. Happens. Let's get out. Yeah, and yeah okay. Well, to what you let's wrap up with a caller, caller too here. Let's yeah, yeah okay. But right. it, 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 well, Eddie in Milbury, Massachusetts. Well, we're going to go to a caller now. Eddie in Milbury. Good morning. Go ahead. Hi there. My beef is with you, Eleanor. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. Yeah, we're going to go to a caller. Why don't you let it finish, huh? Yeah, right. Um, actually, funny enough, uh, since these clips came from last week's episode. My beef is with you, Eleanor. Actually, went and pulled that as an ISO. <laughs> hey, my beef is with you, Eleanor. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you catch the drift. Um, I thought it was funny that uh, I, I forget the name of or last name of Eleanor there, uh, the older lady that said that it was all conspiracy, just made up. Um, I was like, well, actually, there's evidence that, and everyone's just like, yeah, well, okay, but no, there isn't. So, okay, yeah, well, okay, right, bye, okay. And uh, Fletcher's actually fact-checked me. It was uh, uh, the Smith-Munt uh-huh. Modernization Act of 2012, not the Smith-Monroe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're getting a mix-up with Bill Monroe, the godfather of bluegrass music. Uh. You know, I let me let me at least uh, wet your whistle with. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hit you with two of these clips from the 1980s report of a. I want to say it was a Canadian production uh, talking about Operation Mockingbird in its aims of actually being used to try and overthrow countries, mm. uh, because and a lot a lot of it is. Um, you know, the, the the CIA will send their journalists in to become journalists or, you know, they'll recruit journalists and then those journalists will go into a country and create a bit of fake news. They actually name drop the word misinformation several times in this video. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's cool to hear, you know, this word 
in uh, and, and other ones like disinformation being used. Fuck, I mean, it's 40 years now at this point, a couple of years. I think the video is from 83. Hmm. But uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is one of the gems from that one. Basically, and to put it very cl- crudely, you can um, publish any old crap you like, and it will get um, get a um, newspaper room. And that's one of the editors for a Canadian <laughs> paper. Uh, it yeah. seemed like uh, Canada was getting hit a lot with these made-up stories. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is, let's see... Let me hit you. This one's a little longer, but it's the last one, and it's uh, I think it deals with Nicaragua, and it really just sums up the whole vibe of the report. In the world's newsrooms, the CIA efforts at disinformation continued to turn up. In 1982, reporters were shown photographs of what the CIA said were Soviet bases in Nicaragua, identifiable by their Soviet-styled obstacle courses, training areas, and guns. I used to laugh and say, look at that Soviet-style baseball diamond over there, you know. Um, you know, this is this is almost foolish, really, you know, to talk about this. First of all, they're not Soviet military bases. That's that's the whole point. The second is that a barracks is a barracks. You know, an obstacle course is an obstacle course. The Soviet freighter Bakuriani pulled into the Nicaraguan port of Corinto today, carrying a mystery cargo which could lead to a showdown between the Sandinista... Just over a year ago, on the day President Reagan was re-elected, his administration came up with another Nicaragua story. This one had to do with Soviet MiG fighters, which Washington said had been shipped to Nicaragua in some mysterious crates detected by satellite surveillance. The result was more headlines. But as the story developed, doubts began to emerge. Ronald Reagan had a warning today for Nicaragua and for the Soviet Union. Reagan said the U.S. still cannot confirm reports that Nicaragua has received a shipment of MiG-21 jets. But he said if the reports turn out to be true, the U.S. would take a very dim view. The Nicaraguan government has denied that crates taken off a Soviet freighter today contain any warplanes. And it's accused Reagan of trying to whip up an invasion fever. By week's end, U.S. officials were saying there weren't any MiGs after all. It's the usual thing. The charge makes the headlines. The retraction makes the inside pages. Eight or ten days later, it's revealed, well, MiGs weren't on the way, but that's no longer a headline. So what one is left with is the overall impression from the screaming headlines of the week earlier that Nicaragua continues to represent this enormous danger to the security of the United States. This nation of three million impoverished souls, half of whom are under the age of 15, you know. Well, I would I, I would say people are very silly if they believe everything that newspapers tell them. And I think pro- probably anybody bu- who buys a newspaper needs a course on how to read newspapers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah 40 years ago. Something. 40 fucking years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need a, <laughs> is there a, uh, oh God, what's the name of the, uh, those crazy internet colleges, the TV advertised ones? Oh yeah. Yeah. The online. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like Phoenix, Phoenix University. University. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like that. Get a course in newspaper reading. Three oh, I've been paid for by the new world order. Bought and paid for fucking. Mm-hmm. Deep hoor, deep hoor. Uh, 
Yeah. Since I only played uh, one short and one long from that last report, it's only fair, to, I feel, to give Russell just a little bit of lovin' because he's reading from the <laughs> beginning parts of Glenn Greenwald's uh I'm sure he'd story. love a little lovin' from you. Hey, yeah. man. Russell. He's, you know, he's, he's not bad. He's a long-haired fella. But uh, are you familiar with the, the story that uh, Glenn had wrote? It's, it's talking about everybody's favorite conspiracy of 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and a little bit of 2020. Perhaps you have an idea of what I'm talking about. Uh, is it Russia, Russia, Russia? Oh, you know it's Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> yeah, man. The the indictments, yeah. Oh God, Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Well, like uh, Adam, <laughs> so Bashley goes on. <laughs> what was it? Uh, thousands of sealed indictments, or sorry, nine hundred ninety nine. Yeah, nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine point nine nine sealed indictments. Yeah, nine hundred ninety nine sealed indict. No, I'm sorry, nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine point nine. No, yeah, I mean not point nine nine. I'm sorry, I mean just. Now I'm just being obnoxious. We are not but, <laughs> a math podcast. <laughs> he's the moth man, not the math man. Not for math. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is uh, just a quick rundown on what happened with Russiagate. A lawyer for Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign oh, was yeah. indicted on Wednesday with one felony count of lying to the FBI about a fraudulent Russiagate story he helped propagate. We have to recollect just how prevalent this story was. Every- propagate, like, what? Propaganda? Just saying. Just saying. Was every late night talk show all over the news it was just you were bombarded with it It qualifies as collusion the product of collusion and collusion and my personal perspective is i want the world to be better i want to believe that the democratic party are reliable that they are the party of inclusivity and diversity and truth and social justice and all great positive ideas. What my concern is becoming is that these um, are totemic issues pushed to the forefront to mask ordinary, regular corruption, like the Russiagate thing, the Hunter Biden laptop, all of that stuff. Like there are people that just absolutely believe that that's true. And when you watch something like that social dilemma documentary that says we all live in bubbles where we feed off certain types of media, it's becoming like uh, there's becoming a deep bifurcation with people over here believing in this reality people over here believing in this reality and in a sense we need to come together to form a collaborative vision for what america is or accept that you can't have nation states anymore that you'd be better off with separate confederacies separate independent places where people can believe in their own separate truths because truth is complex but lies are obvious and russiagate was a lie yeah, mm. Russiagate split reality in half. Just like certain things now are doing. Oh. Yeah, it's just there's, there's just a blatant lack of uh, evidence for something for for something that's being enacted. Why is this being done? Well, because according to my television, <laughs> this is happening. According- I haven't seen it myself, but. You know, according to the monolith, I have to wear three masks so that you're protected. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Save so many lives, man. The Vax is really working. Isn't it? Uh, all these breakout cases. Oh boy. Uh, people have been just packing Vegas every day for months on end. And yeah, there's just that, that millions, millions of people. I, I don't know. It just, again, I, I don't want to be insensitive. And this is the subconscious thing too. It's like, you don't want to be insensitive, but God damn it's just lies, just so many lies, and it's just like it's. I hate to bring up the big Mister Big H, but Hitler and the boys. What did they say? Said if the lies big enough, people will just eat it up. That's that's a paraphrase. That's not literally what he said, but uh, if the lies big enough, people will eat it up. I'm just a little butthurt that RussiaGate ended up being the most uh, widespread conspiracy of all time. It. It just dominate. It's really pathetic. The, 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 what these people are so inept, they can't even come up with anything good. The Russia gate is so obviously fucking baloney. And, and just by base on the, I still, the Mueller report thing just blows me away. A whole year, a whole year, that's all they talked about. And then it was just gone. I want my piss tapes. Thank you very much. Oh, fucking just blows my mind. Just, it just sums up everything about everything. <laughs> and in my humble opinion, Russian hooker piss tapes, that's not even that's not even bronze VHS level. That's like participation VHS. You know what I'm saying? That's like... Uh, it's like, hey, you showed uh, up. Here's your complimentary tape. <laughs> what was the other... No, it was Betamax. Well, see, that's where it gets a little weird because... Technically, Betamax is the superior format. It's just that porn was able to uh, really like mm, the porn. Yeah, ah, yes. Porn is the industry that picked VHS as the leading format. I think a mm-hmm. lot of it had to do with cost, uh, the av- availability to produce them. It's been a long time since I've looked into it. That could be a fun episode. That that would be a fun episode. We could look into the mediums of of the compromises that the porn industry has to make yeah. so they dominate the industry. Earlier in Hog Story, Carolyn brought up that the porn industry brought up, uh, she, they advanced high, high def. The, the, they, they, they led the charge on high quality, uh, video compression processing. Um, you know, high quality porn. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I feel like they did the same thing with Blu-ray and, uh, how it took out HD DVD, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. Oh, yeah. Blu-ray. Dominant. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So dominant. So we hit on uh, people from the Washington uh, Washington Post talking about Mockingbird. We hit people talking about Mockingbird from 40 years ago. Uh, we talked about one of the more populated or po- popular and populated conspiracies via Mockingbird, which is Russiagate. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap this without giving you some taste of, uh, what it just sounds like in real time. Breaking news. The bombshell report on president Trump's tax returns. Breaking news. Tax bombshell. The New York times gets its hands on president Trump's taxes. We have major breaking news this hour. A bombshell report from the New York times on the eve of the first presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, a bombshell report in the New York times. It's been one of the worst months for any president I can ever recall. 
three big bombshells just in the last three weeks. Mm. You like that one? That, mm. one? that one's all right. That one's all right. It's it's you know it's like oh bombshell, but bombshell has been around for a long time. Bombshell, but none of the shit that Biden's done is a bombshell. Well, more this like this is I can't think of anything that Trump did that was as bad as what Biden's done in the first seven nine months of his fucking presidency. I, I just can't. Th- and I and I don't like Trump. I actually hate Trump. I'm not a Trump guy. I really not. <laughs> I really not. It doesn't matter, I, man. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, though. It doesn't fucking matter. If I don't matter. like Biden, I'm a Trump guy. It's just, it's just nuts. But I just can't think. I mean, yeah, he was a dipshit. He's an asshole. He said dumb stuff. But he didn't fucking do this. He didn't lock people down. He didn't, he didn't do all this crazy, crazy shit that we have to put up with now. And just is so divisive. He, at least he could walk up some fucking stairs. Mm, yes. Yeah. At least he could complete a sentence. Mm. At least he could carry out a speech. At least he could, you know, like, at least he could do basic function stuff and answer questions and put up with a little bit of animosity. And stop. Done. Over. Not going to do it. Come on, man. I'm done. <laughs> Enough questions. Stop asking me so many darn questions. I'm only the president of the United States. Stop. I, I got to go do other stuff, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Fuck that guy, dude. God, I hate that guy. He's so <laughs> awful. And I, there's been so many clips of him as a young guy. I really like the ones where they've got the side-by-sides with Hunter Biden, where they'll, they'll he'll be talking about the crime bill and be like, yeah, if you if you have get caught with crack the size of a quarter, then you're going to jail for five whole years. And it'll be right next to his son, Hunter Biden, smoking crack naked in a hotel room. Why is there so many people? Look. I'm not going to put a man down for getting his rocks off, okay? Ayo. I'm, I'm not. But <laughs> but why do you have to take so many pictures and videos, hundreds, thousands of pictures and videos? Why? I think because you're a narcissist. It's just, uh, yeah, it must be. That just has to be it. It just does. I do not get it. Do not understand why you would take so many pictures of yourself doing this stuff. Well, I, I you're taking a couple pictures, but like this, all you do is just record yourself doing drugs and banging hookers all day. You record it and you're a public figure and your dad's the president, <laughs> ex vice president. What a, what a weird world we live in. It's, it's fantastic. Just Yay. blows me away. It's just like everyone's just like, oh, they're fake. And then it's just more and more and more and more and more and more. This guy took so many, so many videos of himself. Smoking crack, banging whores. <laughs> well, I don't think we'll ever be able to say that the walls are closing in on Hunter Biden, but uh here's another fan favorite. Why do you think these attacks are becoming so much more frequent now? It's not surprising that Donald Trump is increasing his attacks. The walls are closing in on him. 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 The walls are closing
feels like the walls are closing in on the White House. It feels as if the walls are closing in here. I think the walls of, of justice are closing in on President Trump. Increasingly desperate, feeling like the walls are closing in. The president clearly feels all the walls closing in on him in terms of the Russia investigation. The walls are closing in. I, I think at this point, the walls are spinning. It does feel like the walls are closing Come on, in. Come 3PO, shut it down. At this point, can start to see the walls closing in. He feels the walls closing in on him. Everybody he talks to says the walls are closing in. This is another potential wall closing in. This president is feeling the walls are closing in. The walls, meanwhile, are closing in on the president of the United States. I think he's feeling the Russia investigation. I think he's feeling the wheels, the, the, the walls closing in on him. I think he knows that the walls are closing in. The walls may be the closing walls. in higher up at the White House. The president apparently believes that the walls are closing in on him. The walls are closing in on the president right now. That Donald Trump feels the walls closing Closing in, feeling like the walls are closing in around. Are the walls yeah. closing in? Like the walls. Hey, uh, I think the walls in, are closing uh, in. This president feels like we are finally at a tipping point. The walls are closing in on President Trump. Feels like the president is sitting in the White House. <laughs> and the walls are closing in around him, and that's why there's this sense of the look at all these independent. In. Uh, it appears the walls are media closing platform. in. Uh, uh, in terms of the Mueller investigation, the walls are closing in. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, they're dying, or two. <laughs> They're dying. Oh, um, my. It tastes oh good. My. I mean, that shit, that shit creeps me out. You know what I'm saying? When they all just say the same shit. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a coincidence. Well, you know me. There's no way. There's no way we could do this episode without bringing one of my all-time favorite clips ever in the history of clippage. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about the to our democracy. The sharing of bias and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same stories without checking facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 I'm so glad I didn't step over that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, we're a multilingual, a, a bilingual. I'm I'm bilingual curious. Oh, hey Yeah. Uh, did I have any other supercuts? Um, oh, you supercuts. Know, I do have one last one. Uh, just because I don't feel like in my particular presentation I gave enough loving to all of COVID and its many words that keep the scheme tense, flying high, flying proud. Here is the new normal. 
We're going to a different place, which is a new normal. 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 New normal. Embrace the new normal. 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 This new normal is going to look very, very different. Not normal, but a new normal. The new normal. New normal. There will be a new normal. A new normal. New normal. A new normal. The new normal. A new normal. This is the new normal. This is our new normal. Our new normal. A new normal. Our new normal. New normal. Actually, we should get 90%. Actually, while we're at it, we should just get 100%. Oh, gosh, we can't get 100%. We should do 100 115%. Why can't we just get 100%? Why won't 100% of people just do this? We're going to figure out a way to vaccinate sperm. Or would you mm. vaccinate eggs? Hmm, that's interesting. I'm not we sure. sperm the eggs and vaccinate the sperm, and then you egg the vaccines. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. So your rock, paper, scissors type of situation. Um, you know, out of those four, do you have a favorite? It was the walls are closing in, dangerous to our, extremely dangerous to our democracy. <laughs> oh, I'm a Star Wars guy, so I like the walls are closing in because <laughs> nice. that was that was nice. But I I like that just because that one is so specific. The phrase "the walls are closing in," the fact that there's a uh, twenty news. Programs that are all going, oh, look, the walls are going. Just let you know that the word went out. Someone said it on a script. Easy peasy. Yep. So fucking fake. So fake. Booberry, it's so fake. I know. I'm sorry, man. I don't. The only thing that I have to rectify this is more scream mails. Ooh, hit me with a scream mail. some reason i feel like that's the last gasp of it's a it's a message from the future and that's what it, that's what it sounds like with uh whatever is remaining of joe biden's soul leaving his body for the last time joe biden's soul good one yeah. no uh i think uh <laughs> i i think that that color there's certain ointments that you can get that should help Oh, like you're peeling the clothes off. Yeah. 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 You know, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, it sounded slow and painful, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like there was, a, it was constrained. It felt like there was so much that wanted to come out and so little space in which to practice that. Dude. Do you think, do you think it could have been the zipper? 
The Great Unzipping, you mean? Yeah, maybe The Great Unzipping caught something on the way down. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, those are the, that's the kinds of noises you make when things get caught on The Great Unzipping. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we don't we don't recommend that to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Behind the schemes does not condone or consent to any ball zipping. However, upon asking, the <laughs> option will be considered. With the right paperwork and the right amount of money, then we can talk. We just need more money. I'd do it for the exposure. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that old saying, you can always pay rent with exposure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what we're here for, is to make you feel better. Yeah. Make me feel better. Oh, we got we got one more to wrap this mother up. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys have gotten behind those schemes as if they were, you know, bent over in front of you in the shower. Ah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get so clean, but you get so dirty. I like my schemes like I like my women or men hot and wet. Mormon hot and wet? <laughs> Warm. Or, sorry. Hot, oh, okay. Okay. Hot okay, and okay. wet. Hot and Warm, wet. Warm, hot, and wet. I think Mormon hot and wet. That's very specific. <laughs> Mormon <laughs> hot and wet? <laughs> I like my schemes like I like my women. Mormon. No, no, no. <laughs> I, like my, I like my schemes like I like my women. Or men, hot and or wet. Or men, hot and wet. Mmm. Okay. Yes. I mean, wait. Wait. Yeah. So in the schemes, in the shower, behind the, the scour, the schemeyour, schemeys. <laughs> behind the shower, steam. Behind the shower. It's just behind the shower. Not in the shower, but behind the shower. <laughs> It's in the wall. Hey, man. You, gonna, you want to buy some drugs and maybe touch my wiener? I'll meet you behind the shower. <laughs> oh, my God. My shower comes in with a hole built in. That's crazy. Oh, my God. Why is there this hole here? Who's put this hole here? Like, seriously? <laughs> like, for Pharrell, Sarah's, I'm going to go. Oh, my God. It's for vaping. It's for It's for sharing your vape pens. Yes, it's actually got a filter that you can blow into. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just get down there and you can just, yeah. Make a tight, pretty, seal, make a tight seal with your lips. Yeah, huh? Uh, you hold your hair back or don't. And proceed and, to uh, exhale. Mm-hmm. You just make sure to deep in, deep breathing. Breathe deeply. <laughs> they're probably like, they're so satisfied and crying at the same time. That's, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> It's it's glorious. <laughs> a strong way to rap. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Wrap <laughs> your schemes. Don't be a fool. <laughs> Drop out of school immediately. 
That's right. <laughs> if you're going to go to school, don't hang out in the bathroom too much. You might, might get you. Oh, there we go. I was looking for that. like that hot hot number surf music is the ultimate closeout music and yes remember to wrap that vape pen even if it is a quickie wrap that sticky yeah don't be a fool wrap your tool Second favorite sexual position, the JFK. <laughs> this guy loves taking girls into the back of old cars and blowing their brains out. Convertibles, no less. Convertibles in Dallas, Texas, downtown, in the street where everyone can see it. In the middle of the parade, if you could believe it. And then he goes and he does his suppository at the depository. I was going to go something like Lyndon B, but yeah, I think that works too. You know, I just can't, you know, depository, suppository, anyway, this is behind the schemes. Oh yeah, you're going to make my democracy take a shit. Well, don't, don't blame Lady Bird Johnson. She did her best. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, this has been episode 65. Again, one last Staying time. alive. 10-4 there, Rubber Ducky. 10-fucking-four. We'll be returning next week, same time, 7 Eastern, with Mo Facts for episode 66. And until that time, I will be Booberry, Mothman, and the Miniocalypse. And until that time, I will be lavish. This show is behind the shem schemes. Behind the schemes with threes as these. Well, that's just that, just pure theater, just pure theater. You can sort of only ever, you might be watching the same way to watch wrestling. Well, I enjoyed it, but I know it's made up. And they say aliens don't exist. Spank you for your courage. Oh, Jiggles. Okay, what Jiggles would she like? What Jiggles would she like? If she likes some Jiggles. Lavish could be lavash. And then we have Mr. Mr. Blueberry, Moth Man, Tiger King, Cyclops. BYO3DG. Roses are red, violets are blue, Harambe's in heaven, Bush did 9 11. It was bad radio. Find us at behindtheschemes.com with threes for ease. Loveislit.com. Go there, check it out, listen. Loveislit.com. Yes, loveislit.com. I'm going to start white knighting for Joe Biden and our conspiracy. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. 
Zuckerberg is the government's bitch. Let's just be honest here. All the big tech is. This is behind the schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. (laughs) 